You the thing is the thing about you, you don't look like a nerd at all. I know. Like that's Max. You're like a super nerd about this. Max. Your knowledge is insignificant to the power of the force. Join me and together we can take over the RC industry. You and me, not father and son, but colleagues. Bow to my power. <laughs> Darth Vader's awesome, dude. Anakin Skywalker was like the chosen one, the most powerful force user ever. Super awesome. You didn't know all that, did yeah, you? Max? I really, I I really dig the Anakin more than the other one, Luke. I I guess his name. Yeah, is. you know my son's name, Anakin, right? He is. His name Kendry Anakin. They, they have two names, so Kendry his first name, and then Anakin. Yeah. Did Did you like name him because of Star Wars? Of course I did. Yes, of course, absolutely. So he's gonna turn into the Sith Lord now. I hope so. It would be good. It would be really great. <laughs> All right, dude. You know what? It's time to talk RC and time to drop that intro. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 128 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty Great. Over to my left is Maximus Mortimus. He's back. Uh, we got a few complaints about you last time, Max. People aren't liking, wasn't liking you. Really? Yeah. What? Well, just a few people. Like, I'm not listening to it before with Max on there. I was like, no, I'm not gonna stop having him on her. Just one or two people. I, well, I, I want to know because, like, I feel like people like uh, too afraid to say anything, and like uh, on the comments, so there's always like, "Hey, good podcast." No. So it, what's the what's the complaints about oh, this? Like time? last time, I, I heard someone said I was uh, like before. Someone had complained about something, but I can't, can't remember what it was. Oh, I was uh, a stubborn. Yeah. That was well, you are one. stubborn. Um, but uh. I think, uh, like, you've been, you, I don't know, like, you being straight up uh, gets pervaded at being um, just cocky and, like, negative, I think. But they got to understand that you still are Finnish and you get, you know, uh, the emotions that ooze out of Finnish people yeah. is pretty emotionless. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. But it's all right, man. I'm sure people complain about me, too, so... It, it is what it is. I don't, you know, yeah. we're here to... Well, the thing is, we, we go through a lot of topics that I, it's just impossible to have anything positive about it. So, like, <laughs> if, like, more positive things were happening, I would be much more positive. Oh so I hope, gosh. like, the, nation, the national is going to be great because then I'm going to be like, hey, like, there's a good race. I like to watch it. I can say good things. But when good things aren't happening, like... Yeah, I I'm agree. I'm just honest. That, that's, I agree. That's it. 
<laughs> all right. So we're going to chit-chat, catch up, because I haven't talked to you for a minute. Um, uh, first off, I want to say shout-out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, we couldn't do this. My buddy, Llewellyn Fry, he's been a... He's turned into a good friend of mine. We found out, like, we... We both like Albie Mangles, who was this wild uh, Australian uh, world traveler. Uh, we used to watch. I used to watch him when I was younger. Nice guy. He had uh, he got the nitrous, the glory thing on his on his wind, on his back windscreen, and I was like, ah, oh, that's so cool. It's it's. Thank you for the love, Fry. Thank you for the love, Australia. Thank you for the love, everybody. It's good. It's it's amazing to me to think that we have reach around the world. People listen to us ramble on like idiots. But uh, I guess we must be doing something right. And so I thank you, everybody, not just the Australians, but everybody that support us. Shout out to the patrons of the NNRC. Thank you, guys. You guys got some early releases this week and a preview of our new intro for the Nationals, which we're going to, which I leave next week. We'll talk about that more. So thank you to those guys. You guys have to help keep the bills paid and help me get some fun stuff. And I got something fun. It came in the mail yesterday. I ain't going to tell nobody yet, but it's going to have me in the water, and it's RC-related, and it's fast. So it's an RC boat, but nobody knows what <laughs> boat it is. But um, it's a – it's a, I don't think you can see it back there. I'm not. I'm going to do an unveiling of it. I probably ain't going to drive, drive it till I get back from America. Uh, so if you guys are interested in being a patron or whatever – uh, and supporting this podcast a little bit more, what you guys like, what we're doing here, uh, you can do that by following the link in the written description of this podcast. Also, shout out to our awesome sponsors, Mayako. We're still waiting for these reveal picks. JQ says August. So, huh. all right, I guess we have to wait to June, August, he said. <laughs> TNR fuels the hottest fuel on the right now in the market, right now in America. TNR fuels is everywhere. Shout out to Chris Nelson and his family. High Tech RCD. Been in the industry for many, many, many years. I need to get the manager, uh, not the manager, but one of the guys who's been involved with high tech for many, many years. I'm going to get him on her to talk about them, see what the, what they're going to do here in the future. Beach RC, can't wait to hang out with Brent and the boys at uh, the Nationals. Techno RC, who I think could possibly win the Nationals, one of their drivers. Shout out to them. Sun City RC Raceway, they had a RC Pro Finals this past weekend. Congratulations to them. Lugs RC, he's at the owner, one of the owners of Lugs RC is actually the guest, Bryce Beaver. This weekend was a great chat with him. Um, getting to know about NorCal racing and <clears throat> his racing and what they're doing with their tires. Shout out to all my JQ Racing family. Love you guys like life. Uh, we're still here. We ain't going anywhere. Just quiet right now. Manscaped.com, get that lawnmower 4.0 uh, and use that promo code. You know it. Uh, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, long-time supporter of the podcast. If you want some traction, you need to get some Papa Willie's in your life. Racecraft USA and their awesome command modules. I was talking to Chase the other day. That was probably one of my biggest things about not going to Silver State was not meeting him and all those guys because they're a lot of fun. House of RC, uh, we do a tutorial with Connie this week as well. He comes on to, to show people how to some new features on House of RC. We'll be working with House of RC for the Nationals. Wally Builds, of course, he's super busy, RCGP, and JQ Threads. So remember, everybody, showing the sponsor some love shows the podcast some love. Uh, so if you can, please do that. All right, Maxie. Um, so you've been a little bit busy. You dropped the video the other day. It was on weights, I believe. Or did I? Uh, no, no, no. Um, what was it? Oh, wheelbase. Was the wheelbase, sorry. Right. I got, you know, I just saw a W, and I thought it was, I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. I haven't watched it, but um, I saw that you dropped it. Uh, you want to talk about that real quick? 
Oh yeah, so uh, I actually filmed it a while ago already, but I just had uh, had been a bit busy recently. So I had, uh, I dropped it last week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's about the wheelbase, how it affects the car, sort mm-hmm. of because a lot of the times people talk about it in a very simplistic way, mm-hmm. sort of like uh, moving, like shorting the car, and that's about it. But there's much more complex uh, stuff to it and stuff that makes it uh, like why your car handles differently. Like for example, with a longer chassis, why your car might uh, steer much better. Mm. So something, something like that I addressed in the video. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to drop a video this week as well. I'll see if I get down to uh, finishing the edit. Uh, what's I filmed the, what's a few this videos video already. Uh, this video is about drive shafts. I already, mm. I think, uh, talked about that in the last video. Okay. Sort of the friction in the drive shafts and uh, plunge. CVDs, universals. <laughs> I, I don't love use that the word, word there. But axle I, I, plunge. I, it's a word. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. Axle well, plunge. yeah, I don't doubt you. Yeah. yeah. But right. yeah, I, I, I'm really hoping to uh, getting more videos out. I filmed a few already. I just need to get down to edit it. How long does it take uh, you to film them, these? I, usually. Well, the filming is like... I sort of, uh, I write down notes and then go through the stuff. I film like 30 minutes of footage and then edit it down to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, the editing takes a lot of time, uh, depending on sort of what kind of video it is. Mm-hmm. If it's sort of like the role center ones where I have to do a lot of like uh, graphics and sort of the, you know, like where, where mm-hmm. there were the lines showing like the role center and all that, uh, especially if they're like interactive where they move. Uh, that's that's when it takes a lot more time. So the editing might take from anywhere. It's like one one evening to like a whole week, depending on how uh, active. But it's like I pro- probably the most I've used in one one uh, video was like maybe 10, 15 hours. Wow. So yeah, that's a lot. But you guys go pretty crazy. deep. You go pretty deep, like JQ. He goes deep and yeah. has animations and. I, I'm yeah. all proud of myself. I made a subscribe button the other day on my my editing software just to do it. It took me like 30 minutes and following the video. I watched the video like 10 times, but I got it done because I'm just getting ready for what I'm going to do here at the Nationals too, but not I'm not doing what you guys are doing. I'm just doing pretty simple, basic stuff. But um, yeah, man, yeah. I, I appreciate yeah, it. I've been sort of... Yeah, I've been sort of thinking about doing some some videos, like some content, which is just like I turn on the camera and talk because that's like I can like, yeah, sort of like vlog style stuff, especially now that it's summer and I'm racing again, Mm -hmm. like doing like a catch up of how I how I drove someday or then just doing a video where I'm at the track and I have a mic on and I just drive and explain what I'm doing, like stuff like that. I think people would really like and uh, something that's much easier for me to do. Because these take quite a lot of time to make. Well, I mean, it's not crazy, but, but to it's, do it it's good, more it takes time. time. But it's got yeah. That's easier. the thing. Like, yeah. But the thing is, like, for me, like, I always like I'm, I'm like too picky. So if I'm like, okay, the way I said it there is not good, then I'm mm. gonna just like try to edit in a way where it sounds more like gotcha. better. And I have like a lot of times, the start of a sentence might be a completely different part. And then the end of the sentence, I just like try to find pieces which fit together to fit like what I want to actually say just to make it because there's a lot of things that I, when I record, I repeat 
So mm-hmm. I won't just have it one once in a video and have it like the best way set as possible. So yeah, that's what takes the most amount of time. Yeah. See, I'm not even going to be doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, yeah, here's a yeah. car. Yeah, you know, like wh- what I'm trying to do here is pretty basic track walks, uh, pit walks, stuff like that. That's kind yeah, of like stuff think, when they fly. Yeah. So, but it's more laid down, so yeah. it's like you feel more uh, like more into the video when it's like laid down. When it's super edited, you have to really focus mm-hmm. and all that. But my content is like I want to keep it like uh, compact because there's so much info there. Yeah, man. Um, you you've been to the track too very recently. Yeah, I went to the track last week, and uh, I'm planning on going to the track this weekend as well. And we have a nationals actually coming up, mm. uh, not this weekend, but the one after it. So I have to get some practice in. Uh, a lot of the tracks, well, there's like one one track that is has been, like in the past, it has been like a, uh, it's not a pleasant experience there usually. Really? But this, this year it's been really great. They got water finally. Mm. So they got like a, they collect the rainwater and then they finally uh, had the chance to buy like a water pump. Okay. So they can water the track and like fix it and all that. So uh, it was really nice last week and I went there. Uh, the jumps were a bit iffy, but like, I mean, a lot better than it used to be. And that's like an hour away. So my plan is to go there this weekend if the weather allows and then go to another track, which is like an hour and a half away, which they just got finished. It was, it has been under construction since like last summer. Okay. So, yeah. Sweet. Um, I was, uh, man, there was a lot of, we're going to go over this, but there was a lot of racing in Europe this weekend. And um, I was telling oh, yeah. you, um, I saw a video of y'all's track. Uh, Miguelo went on there and, and done it. Man, that guy's definitely an artist when it comes to tracks too. And I showed you the video. It looks so nice. Um, I just, I don't want to release it because it was sent to me like, you know, in private. I don't know if he wants everybody to see it or just posted it on his Facebook. But I heard he might be having a race too. And I heard that like a few guys might be going. I think David said he might run a foul, Angaro, um, Savoia and then guys are going to travel to Portugal. I guess Portugal is much more open. I mean, they had, I yeah, hate they opened to, up just then. Yeah. I hate to even say this and everybody knows I'm a Manchester city fan and I've been very quiet this week. Cause I almost, I was, you on Sunday, you had to hide the rope and, and raise the blade from me because I was ready to commit suicide after that abysmal loss to Chelsea in the champions league final. Uh, I just couldn't believe that happened. But, like, the stadium had 12,000 people in it, and it was, you know, just everybody having fun. So, yeah, I think uh, David said he's going on to that race, and um, it should it might be a quote-unquote um, a Euro, like, you know, not a Euros in Par se where it have all. I think it's going to be one of the races in Europe where you get most of the top talent there. I told Joseph about it, not that he's a top talent or anything, but uh, he said he's going on, he might go to France and um, go to the Donuts Cup. Uh, that uh, Donuts Racing is oh, yeah. putting on. So he might go there and hang out with Felix and the JQ guys there. So hopefully you can get to travel somewhere, Max. I know you have a real job, so it's a little bit different. But <clears throat> hopefully, or just, just stick there in Finland and race. Maybe you go over to Sweden and race with your Swede neighbors, you know, uh, the real Vikings and Nor- yeah. to Norway. Well, the thing about the issue about travel is like a lot of countries still have that like mm-hmm. two week quarantine stuff. So that's like the biggest issue, really. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of like waiting out a bit because yeah. like to me, it's not worth going to a race where like some people can't, can't even go to mm-hmm. like, it's like everyone's sort of on the back foot. So I'd rather yeah. like practice race here 
And I mean, if there is a big race, the Euro has been cancelled already. But mm-hmm. if there is like a some big race, some like DXR, I'll definitely think about it. Sweet. And I'm preparing for my trip next week. I fly out her on the 10th, uh, next Thursday. Hopefully, I don't get an extreme cavity search when I get in Miami, and which I never do. But you know, you know, they've kind of easy on me. I don't get pulled in the back no more. Last time I got pulled in the back was when JQ we was traveling together. So it must be JQ. Um, but I'm I'm a super excited man. I'm actually I'm so excited to get back to America. I, I've it's been about a year and four months since I traveled. You know, DNC last year, and I had got I've gotten used to traveling and coming to America three to every three to four months or less than that. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited for the nationals. Um, I think people don't. Un- I for me this is like people are like well this is the nationals, but this is like the first really sanctioned federation race. Offered, offered wise since COVID struck, and uh, these I think it's just gonna be like these guys have been hitting it hard. They've been going to warm up races, like and also other races at this track in preparation for this. Some guys haven't done any preparation for this. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to uh, see who does well. I had Aiden Horn on last week on the podcast, and he talked about uh, he finished fifth there in the warm ups. So I think we might. I think we might see some some names we're not used to seeing up near the top, near the top at this race. Because this track, I think the the uh, the people I've been communicating with, and they've been more than LCRC, they've been more than welcoming and helping me out with getting set up there um, for when I get there. And I just see them every day. They're doing something different, like at their track and preparing for this race. So they're, they're putting a lot of money into it and time. And I can't, honestly, I can't wait to go up there and see the facility. I know it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but I mean, what other RC tracks are like, you know, so aren't, so it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I get to hang out with Mike Hill and Heather and Rocky and, and everybody and see JB. Now JB is all into, into uh, sport bikes and all that stuff. Now so it's out of RC. It's now riding Ducatis and stuff like there. He says I can have a ride on it too. I can handle it. No problem. I know how to ride. Um, one hand. Yeah. I obviously I was had big bikes. I had ninja. I had like, uh, R1, my buddy had R1s. I was looking after him. He's a ride all over the country here. How I, do you pull the clutch? I just easy. I can have my fingers like this. I just don't have wrist. So, like, I would put throw yeah. my wrist up there. So, your wrist is holding. I have grip like that. And then I just, you know, yeah. yeah I'm, doing, I'm done 150 <laughs> miles an hour in them bikes or more going up the road. Wow. Flip flops, no helmet. I know that's that's wrong. <laughs> you shouldn't oh, do that Dominican stuff. Republic for you. Yeah, you know, a car or something walks out and you hit that on a bike. It's goodbye. You go right through that car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing cars well, explode, man. I'm seeing like pieces of car yeah, where those cars guys, hit them. Yeah, those guys have like four stomachs, so they're like empty space. Yeah, I would not want to hit a car when I don't want to hit a car when my car. You know? I don't want to hit a car. You know what happens when they hit a car? Her right because. It, the owner is responsible for it, so they don't come and claim oh. it. So what it is, if it's gonna die, or if it's not in, like it's really badly injured, like the owner, the people that got hit, like you'll see. A, I've seen a long line of cars waiting, and they're, they're slaughtering the car right there on the road because it's worth money. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming across and guys are like, the tow trucks pulling up the car that got in the accident, and guys are sharpening eyes. I'm like, they're gonna butcher that car right there. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock at night, so. Crazy life in the DR, <clears throat> but yeah, man, I'm super excited. Um, uh, you know, like it's this. This is my RC extended family. I, I like. I'm so I'm excited to get back around the people and 
see people that I haven't, you know, people that may have just found out about the podcast and they, they want to meet me and I want to meet them. People that are old friends, you know, I really like the East Coast and South. I like West Coast too, but, you know, like I always kind of travel to the South, Southeast and East Coast and I look forward to where, just meeting. Where is this race? Uh, it's in Pennsylvania, uh, LCRC Raceway. Oh, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. So East Coast, right? Yeah. I think it's like, I think I might even see some Amish people, which is cool because I've never seen them before. So I might see some buggy like you know and stuff like that i think we're gonna go up to like the tilt yard on the sunday um to check that out because lots and a couple of and that's a track i've always wanted to see so we're gonna go hang out there on the sunday that i get there then uh monday we drive like we're gonna go dc and probably go to um the track in gathersburg it's having a 10 scale world or uh, 10 scale nets it's like a small indoor 10 scale track and then we're gonna go up to the track on Monday, and we're gonna be get we're gonna be busy from Tuesday, like you know what I mean. F get the lay of the land, do a facility tour, stuff like that, and just figure out what we're gonna do. And then Mike and I are gonna be busy. My photographer isn't coming now, unfortunately. He has uh, to do the Florida RC Champs makeup race for Lance that same weekend. They just found that out after he bought his ticket, so it's too bad. I would have liked to have him up there, but I'm gonna try and take some pictures. I mean, maybe I'm not a photographer, but you know, I, I more about atmosphere, so. I'm excited, man. I'm, I haven't smoked no nitro in a year. I'm ready. I'm not, you know, I'm probably going to be sick of nitro by Saturday, but I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait, man. I'm super excited, and I just can't wait to just be around my extended RC family. So, And see who wins this race. It's going to be so much storylines going into this yeah. race. So. That's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm only excited about the fact that now it's the first time since, I guess, DNC where everyone's there. Where even at DNC, Lutz missed it. Yeah, I think just Lutz missed it. So, um, but this is like, this is racing. Like, if Marlotta style, you got to make this. Remember, Ryan Mayfield has not made a final in three years. He's got that pressure on him. I'm, of course, I, he, yeah. I, I think, honestly, I think he's probably the biggest favorite going in. But, um, but the thing is, hasn't he TQ twice? No. He must have made the main last time because nope. the TQ went in. He didn't make it in 2017. He didn't make it in 2018. And he didn't make it in 2019. What about the last time it was in Thornhill? That was 2019. I, I thought he made the... Yeah, but I, I thought he TQ'd and TQ went straight in. No. no? I don't... He, he didn't, go, he didn't make the final, dude. Maybe it was the... Maybe it was, maybe it was the ones before. No, because I remember, like, they nowadays have a rule where the TQ goes in. Which I is don't great. know if they still have that at Raw. I don't think so. I think you, I don't think you have mm -hmm. it. I, I don't think so. But it's going to be interesting to see. And this is a big race. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be back in America, man. You know, McDonald's and Burger King and Unicorn Poo. Ugh, I can't wait. If anybody wants to know what Unicorn <laughs> Poo is, it's ice cream. It's my code word for ice cream. Oh. But that I should be eating that stuff because I went to the doctor today. He's giving me a clear bill of health. He says, you got to lose weight. And you're going to be on blood pressure medicine for the, for the rest of your life, but you're good. So um, I'm ha happy for that, but got to definitely lose weight, minimize stress, and I'll be all right. All right, Max. Um, you, you know what, man? Uh, I think... Do we have anything else to talk about before we go into some RC news here? Um, not really. So. We have a few nothing, races to talk crazy about. Nothing crazy going on. We have a few races yeah. to talk about. So, um, I say I say we should go to the RC news, and the RC news is brought to you by High Tech RC. High Tech RC 
RCD is a leader in RC systems, delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by dedicated customer service personnel. The HSB9381TH servos have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case. They also, I believe, they regenerate power into your battery when you break like a hybrid car. So that's pretty cool. The RDX2 Pro really? Charger, yeah, the RDX2 Pro Charger can charge two four-cell packs in just 45 minutes. Provide the power for your engine, heating, and, war- and tire warming needs. Trust in HiTech, your servo and charger headquarters. Visit HiTechRCD.com, where to buy for your nearest retailer. Thank you, HiTech. They have come on as an associate sponsor. We greatly appreciate it. Check them out. Get yourself one of those chargers uh, or some servers. Show them some love. I know high tech's kind of been out of the racing game for a little bit, but they, they want to get back in and they want to do things. So check them out. And remember, showing the pod, showing the sponsors some love shows the podcast some love. All right, Max. So not much news this week. Um, I just wanted to touch on one thing, and that is that X-Ray released their new Troggy. And the one thing that I noticed, because I remember JQ talked about it, was now they finally have keyholes for your servo, for your steering, for your steering rack posts. Oh, so they, they had, Apparently, like, yeah. a flat chassis before? Yeah, Joseph was telling me that, and I was reading the wow. description of it, and it says, no, we have keyed in, so so make everything easy. Don't, they sh- they probably should have had that back in 2005, and it came out. Oh, no, I, didn't, I can't remember when it came out, but, you know, back, no. Yeah, around, been, around there. Yeah. That's, like, I, I haven't mean, seen. I mean, like, off-road, they came out, like, uh, 2000s. I don't know. Might be 2005, 2007 Six. or something. Yeah. Six, seven, I don't know. No, I think, yeah. Somewhere around there. But, yeah, they finally got, apparently they finally got the things that lock the servo savers in so they don't turn when you turn. Like, could you imagine how frustrating that would be? I would. I I can't, I can't imagine they, I would imagine they had it at some point that they just forgot to do it. No, 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 because Joseph talked about this. Joseph talked about this, and here, the servo saver features a new conical spring, blah, blah, blah. The servo saver post feature a new key design to prevent the post from spinning on the chassis for easier assembly and to prevent the post from twisting loose during a run. Wow. I mean, I'm amazed that someone even... like I think this is, speaks to volumes how how little like the RC, RC brands like actually give a shit about anything. Well, like, it, I, this, I know this because I remember JQ was talking about when he ran X-Ray for a while. Right, and he was telling them, "You guys need to do this, yeah. and you need to do that," and they just never did it. So, yeah, uh, new, new, new truggy coming out. I, I guess, and Ty will have it if he makes it to the nationals. Um, cause Canada's kind of on um, lockdown, but they're supposed to be on lock off lockdown June second, I believe. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, they got a new truck. Uh, it's called the X Ray XT eight twenty two, eight scale nitro truggy kit. Yeah. It's 22 it. already? Yeah, I guess they're a year ahead. <laughs> All right. But I mean, I don't, I mean, if I'm being honest here, most li- I haven't checked checked uh, what it is yet, but uh, most likely it's uh, just their buggy with long arms and everything. <laughs> like, no, they said I that don't they- think they have anything special, special for the Truggy. Mm, who knows, man? It, it must be kind of hard for them to make a Truggy in Europe where they don't really race Truggy, you think? Yeah, but the thing is, like, if if Americans actually cared about Chucky, uh, it would be hard. But because no one cares, it it isn't. I well, don't think. Well, people care about Chucky, man. I like Chucky. I'm all about e Chucky. No, well, not the brands, not the brands, really. 
Well, Techno is the only brand who has like a right that do innovative uh, things. That's why I'm on Truggy. I'm, I'm getting a Techno e Truggy with that ugly with that ugly body, but yeah. I think it's great. I think I'm it's it's worn on me. I want to put two eyeballs on there. Yeah. In the windows. I mean, I I gotta give credit to Techno though. They they have like innovative design on the body body shells. They yeah. like I don't know what they do, but it's innovative. You know what? I don't, I don't, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they look good. Right. I'm not saying I like, them, but I at least they're different. So you're a big I mean, you're a big body modification guy. You believe in you think that all that makes a difference, and I I think it does too. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent, but what do you think about that body? Does it does it work aerodynamically? Because the reason they said that I was listening to, um, they said the reason Seth and Dalen used to run like a. Uh, like a pickup type body and they said it used to be just give him make the car handle better and that's why he ran it and so maybe that's this is why they're using doing this i would i would imagine uh the biggest benefit of it would be that it doesn't catch any air underneath it mm. because like mm. the regular truggy bodies it has a lot of air underneath mm-hmm. because it, because of the design it just catches a lot of air below the like the front suspension yeah. so i think that's the biggest benefit other than that, I can't see it having uh, any other like big benefits. Just because of how bad the design is, aerodynamic wise, it's just like a two square straight window. Yeah. yeah, very square. There's like nothing there you can catch on. Also, onto. it stops that that alligator that always used to happen to truggies. You know, you break yeah. the two two body mounts up front, and that's it. You got to duct tape your. Your um, <clears throat> duct tape the body together. All right. Uh, in other news, I see Angaro or the Angaro. He was doing a brand Angaro and RC project of split ways. He he made like we don't see much about Angaro on um online. Uh, but I guess he's making some products and stuff like that. And I don't know who RC. Yeah, project he released is. the brand. The, well, the RC project is an Italian manufacturer who does like hop-up parts mm-hmm. it's a big like in italy for some reason uh there's a lot of like uh metal and plastic industry it seems so there's be. a lot of the yeah they that's like they're one of their biggest things uh, at least what i know about like in whole of italy so that's why there's so many like well for example like hot race and like all like these uh fast race uh planet rc uh, 70 75 italy all these sort of brands have like uh ha- are coming from italy because they just have a lot of sort of that that, that type of industry there mm-hmm. so this is just one of those brands and ongaro teamed up with them i believe it was uh like late last year or something and they released a, well actually the what ONG I think it was, brand it was called yeah Ong- yeah Ong- like uh, yeah yeah, well, the, yeah, I I can't say I'm a fan of the branding, but I think they released I I think they released their like co co working like la- last year at mm. least last year yeah but, it like was. it's been a while already, but they released a lot of products this uh, like spring, mm-hmm. and for some reason now he wrote an online that like he got a call that like it's not happening anymore, and he he wrote at the end like. Uh, there's some people you shouldn't trust or something. Mm. So I'm I'm guessing they kind of fucked him over. Sounds like, but it. I have no <clears throat> no clue. Yeah, that's what he makes it sound like. I did. But I'm be, being honest. All of the products they released were just the products they already made mm. with an Le Ong logo on it. 
So they didn't release any uh, any new products, right, anything, at least any from innovation. what I saw. Okay, okay. But yeah. you know, they're trying well, to... Well, I mean, they released their own products. So they already made all those products. Right. They just put the Angaro logo on it. Okay, so, so the, okay, got you. I, I mean, I'm all for that. <clears throat> Build your brand and get it out there. I mean, that's how it works. But I guess not. I, we, need to, we need to sign a petition to get Angaro back wearing hats, though. Um, I think it made him faster. And I don't know... I'm, He's got like his hair right on her. You can't even see his eyes, nose. I mean, you need to get him back wearing associated hats. Uh, I've been looking at his podium pictures. Okay, um, we have a few. I just want to run over a few races. I know you don't know about the American races too much, but uh, shout out to the Pacific Northwest. They had the a race at the Hank this past weekend. Uh, we t- we touched on that. The track looked great. I was talking to some of my buddies up there. They said it was the weirdest surface ever. But this this track's been around for thirty five plus years, I think, and they've always had a race there. Every year, uh, and it's just pretty cool to see. This is this is a region. This is a hidden gem of RC that not many people know about. And I would, I just like I've met so many people from up there, and they're really nice, and they just seem to know how to have a good time at races. So I, I really want to go up there and hang out with these guys. So good to see them racing again. That's up in Washington. I think it's Washington, Iowa, and Oregon, that region, <clears throat> and. Uh, they, they race each other, so that's cool. Also, like I said, Sun City RC Raceway had the the RC Pro Series race. Man, the RC Pro Series has been around for a long time, too. I used to have shirts and stuff like that. The guy, Carlton Epps, used to run all that by himself. I have actually participated in RC Pro Series East, and then I did the RC Pro Finals. It was cool. but One man did all of that. One guy, he did everything. And then he got burnt out, <laughs> which usually happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's very common everywhere. Though. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Um, I know there was there was a lot of racing going on in America. That wow, they are just open for RC. It's so. I mean, I know we have to talk about like COVID and all that stuff, but man, it's like people just want to race RC cars. That's cool. Like you're seeing more regional races and all that type of stuff. So I'm I'm happy to see that. But we still need to be. We got a lot of work to do. We need to make raw great again. Uh. Europe, man, Europe had a, a plethora of racing. In, in in the UK, they were racing at the Nemo Raceway. They were racing at Hearts. I think, like, Skidmore won at Hearts. I don't know who won at, um, at, might have been, I don't know. You know who I ain't seen lately is Clancy. I, I wonder where he's to. Well, he was at the same race. I think they were all at uh, Nemo Race. Because, like, I, I saw Craig was there, Lee was there, Clancy and Skidmo were all at the same race. So Clancy TQ'd. Okay, so I didn't see these. I didn't see he, these I don't know. I don't know what, what happened. I, I I saw him write something on Facebook. I think he said he picked the wrong tires or defoil or something, but he said his car was really bad in the main for some reason or something. I don't really know. But, it, it, like, something happened in the main where he wasn't as fast, but he TQ'd. And Skidmore ended up winning. But Lee and Greg was there. So I'm kind of surprised neither was that competitive. Especially Lee because he drives a lot at the Nemo. Yeah, track, is Skidmore least. becoming the new fast English English guy? Is he is he overtaking? Um, obviously, he isn't overtaking Boots. Yeah, gonna, Boots is more Italian. Yeah, now. I mean, it's kind of hard to say because like the UK scene is sort of like a lot of these guys have like a home track, for example, like Clancy, he used to be faster than boats in a lot of the tracks when they were like practicing because like he, he went to the tracks like, like uh, when boots was racing the UK series, 
like Clancy went to these tracks like every weekend, like before the race, mm. and like was really preparing. So when Boots showed up, I I I I think Clancy TQ'd a few races in front of Boots, like even like two years ago. Right. So like the UK scene is sort of like people always go to these like races, uh, the tracks like to prepare for the race, and sort of it's it's really hard to see like when when they come come abroad because like mm-hmm. Lee and Craig most likely are gonna be the fastest guys, right? And Boots obviously. Uh, when it's like Euros or any foreign race. Well, the last time that they raced outside of of the of UK was Montpellier 2019, 2020, and Skidmore was faster, super fast. Well, yeah, yeah, Skidmore is okay, but Skidmore is sort of like weird to me because he's like always been super fast, but then like at some races he's just not not at all there. So, like he's he's made like I think I don't know. He's been he's been like at the semis at some big races mm-hmm. sometimes, but like at Euros, uh, well last year he did good. So it's kind of like I, I don't really know. He's he's like sort of a mixed bag. Sometimes he's really fast. Sometimes he's sort of lost. The, or that's what it looks like. But he's he's always been like okay in the UK. Like this is since he moved to Mugen. Mm-hmm. Like since then he's had like some wins at UK races at like big wins. I also see that. Um the the Punisher he he uh, and the Burke and the Kilix they were racing in uh, Polish nationals and Barkan beat Borak and um, yeah that's pretty common nowadays yeah the thing is uh, Barkan is really good at like regional races and like uh, like for example in the German nationals I think they've been sort of like fifty fifty recently mm-hmm. uh, like last past few years. But the thing is, uh, like at Euros, Burak has this thing where he is not that impressive during the qualifiers, and then like at the middle of the ma- like like his semi or a quarter or whatever, he just turns up and he goes fast as fuck. Like he's super fast at some point. So that's like the strength of Burak. That's why like in Italy 2019 at the Euros, he was like barely bottom of the main. Like even in the semi, he got a, a bit lucky. But like whatever, he made mm. the main. Uh, well, actually, he made the main from the uh, last chance. But anyway, so he made the main still. So he was like a bottom of the main. But like when he started raining, for some reason it just freaking turned up. So he started running super fast and made it up third in the end. Mm, yeah, I remember like, that. He, I he remember that. Like, he has this sort of like kind of the same thing that Robert uh, Batier has. Mm-hmm. So sort of like at, something just clicks and he just starts doing laps and laps and laps and it's just. Yeah, he has that sort of thing. But usually Berkin out-qualifies Burak. It's really mm. common. Berkin is younger, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think by a few years. Too. So how I'm old are the Kilix? Burak's got to be, what, 17, 18 now, I guess? I think Burak is already, like, 18. Mm-hmm. Or he's turning 18 this and, year. Berkin's probably I, I don't 16, know. 15. Yeah, yeah, Birkin is like 16, 17, 15, somewhere out there. But there's like at least I think at, at least a year difference, but they're they're not like same age, but I I'm pretty sure there's like a few years between them. So. And it's good to see Orlovsky. He's he, you know, he I I want to see him race against the, not saying that these two guys are very uh the Birkin and Burak are top talent, you know what I mean? But I want to see him race against the, you know, the top talent and it's Nitro yeah, something? but it's, it's hard to say, like, because Clancy said, I talked to Clancy about Orlowski, mm-hmm. and I think he said when uh, Orlowski came to Hertz to practice, he was, like, I- immediately, 
like doing fast lap times. So oh, he's like, fast. I, That's I, no I'm, doubt about that. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised he's like struggling this much at like Polish races. Like even like the last race, well, they were on like Polish guys. Mm-hmm. He had like some weird issues, like flameouts and stuff. So I don't know if it's just that he's getting used to like get running nitro, or he doesn't have like a mechanic like who knows nitro mm-hmm. or what's going on. But like his speed it's a is curve, like dude. It's a learning plan- curve. yeah. Well, Clancy said like his speed was like almost as good as Boots in the UK. No, he's not slow. So he's he's just gotta, yeah. you know, it, it'll take time. It's gonna take time, and he's gonna have yeah. to race against the faster guys in order f- for that to to happen, you know. But it looks like he's super dedicated to to um, eight scale right now. Does does that mean that we think Schumacher might be bringing out a, a eight scale eventually or is it just like he's realizing that Nitro truly is the... I think he likes it. When I interviewed him, he says, I really want to do Nitro racing. Yeah, well, I think the fact that both he and Brock run for Agama sort of gives it away that they're not coming out with their yeah, own car anytime soon. So like if there are like because he was running associated which he has no relation to be- like uh, beforehand like then I would say okay Schumacher might be thinking about making their own car but now that both are running with Agama sponsorships I'm almost certain that it'll take a long long time before they consider uh, it's already t- a, uh, making a their saturated own saturated market anyway so it's like are they gonna be different or what so yeah <laughs> the thing is sort of like it's a saturated market yes. But it's a very sort of thin market of like good cars. Like I mean, not good cars, but like brands that put a lot of mm-hmm. time into it. I feel like the like sort of what I felt there was in the past, where like brands actually like put a lot of effort into developing a car. Sort of like Kyosho and Mugen, always the world's release a new car every two years, mm-hmm. and they like it was like systematic. So they like that's what they were doing. Like they planned it out. They had had some things they want to try and complete uh like consistent consistent improving the car i feel like that's sort of gone right now i don't feel i feel like th- there isn't sort of this uh like push to make the cars go as fast as possible like making new stuff and testing everything i feel like it's sort of like the brands have a car and then they just try to figure out how to survive the best way possible with the car they have mm-hmm. so it's not like they like i feel like brands Apart from X-Ray, a lot, not a lot of brands are doing like a new car every now and then. They just have their platform and they keep it. And they know there's a lot of issues with the platform. They just keep it because they don't want to make new molds or whatever. So I, I feel like that's the case. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> All right. I want to show you something innovative here when we finish talking about the the racing. But <clears throat> I, think, I think the Punisher will figure it out. You know, Nitro is a... It's a learning curve, man, and even just the power delivery and all that stuff is completely different. So he's he's a professional. He's good. He'll figure it out. Yeah, I'd say I'd be honest though. I think the biggest uh, difficulty with nitro is like the long mains because, like, mm. in ten scale, you you go out and drive. The biggest thing you have is at the start to run, you might have a bit more power, 
and that the end of the run your battery sort of fades off. With Nitro, you're going to feel like first five minutes your car is a bit stiff, then it's really good for the next 10, 15 minutes, and then in the end it starts to feel like the engine is not mm-hmm. in tune anymore because the air filter fills up, your tires are really like uh, worn out. So it's like you have to, the whole main is sort of like there's different phases. So I think that's where you start to have those issues where you like crash and the car flames out or the engine goes a bit rich and you flame out or something breaks or whatever. I think that's the biggest difficulty in nitro. Oh, I would agree. Uh, you know, when you're, you're used to just doing the, the f- four five minutes, you know, it, it's it, three times. Yeah. It's a big difference. Hey Max, you know what, uh, before we go on with some news, you know, this podcast is also sponsored by Manscaped. Right, so they sent me my new lawnmower 4.0 the other day, and I really like it. I know I was I was doing some hardcore manscaping the other day about myself, and I did not cut myself at all. I was very impressed. Um, the new lawnmower 4.0 has the wireless charging as well, so you just pop it in there and use it. We gotta get you. They ain't shipping to Europe right now though, but when they do ship to Europe, I'm gonna see if we can get you one because you you need it. They're getting all this stuff her and i'm sure if you got all this stuff her you got it on her i even used it for my armpits the other day didn't cut anything i love it so check them out man this thing is really legit and the little package that they get you with the boxers and your ball deodorant and all that stuff it really you know you, you would think i'd never use ball deodorant but trust me you will i know and your wife will like it or your significant other will like it too so check them out go to www.manscape.com use promo code no name in all caps. Actually, it's going across on the banner there. And, uh, yeah, get yourself a lawnmower 4.0. Manscape yourself. Cut through the jungle. Find your manhood. And guess what? When you cut all it, when it goes in bald, when it, it's bald like that, it looks bigger. Your, your significant other, other will be happy. Trust me. I know. I, I know from experience. Right now, Max, you ain't got a girlfriend right now, so it doesn't matter. So, well, I don't know. Maybe you have a girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't do girlfriends. <laughs> you will one day, hopefully. Or not be. A, <laughs> I mean, whatever you prefer in life, I don't know. But hey, it's um, Pride Month. Oh yeah, it's well, Pride Month. If that's now, what you prefer, so Max, gonna, then so be it. That. You know, <laughs> I, I don't hold it against you. I'm 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 about equal rights for everybody. So, all right, yeah. Max. Uh, so we like I said, back to racing. Here, I know people are like, "Well, you talking about racing in Europe?" Well, because it hasn't been much. So. <laughs> It's good to see. Here we have. Well, now it has. So yeah. now we have it. Matteo Palito. Some people may not know this guy, but he's actually really good. So he's freaking incredible. He yeah. made the. He has made the last the last two Euros. Uh, A mains, Euro A mains, yep. and he's broke both times at like the first few laps. I know. I know. Oh, so sad. It's crazy. It's so. And in Italy, he was starting fourth. First lap in the back straight, he puts it uh, in between the pipe and yep. the, and the, like bolt, so breaks his arm. Look at your ex teammate. He's Valente. really freaking fast. Your ex teammate. You guys are like young JQ drivers back in the day. Who was faster, you or Valente? Yeah. At that time, I was faster, but now he's pretty good. Yeah. So I would say now, like depending on the track, though, like it's so hard to say because he he very rarely races outside Italy. I mm. feel like. Why do you I think mean, that's is what that? I, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's just it's like a, the way it is. They have a lot of Italian races, so mm. yeah, because they have a lot of races there. So, all right. So this was the second 
oh, the na- no, sorry, the first nationals op- uh, opener. I guess they have a series of races to determine a national champion. Do you know how, ma- how much? I have no idea, but they have a, at least four, I think. Okay. But they have they have a series. Like, there, there is, I don't think that Germany is probably the only country, and Germany and Sweden are the only countries that don't have a series, and yeah. Germany has two races. Okay. So Germany has, like, two races, and they're, like, one week after another, and they're different tracks. So it's sort of an interesting system. I kind of dig that. That's, like, the Germany way they're doing. Every other country, I feel like, has a series, uh, Sweden has a single race. Finland sort of has some years had a single race, but most of the time it's a series. Do, do you know where this yeah, track was held? It says in San Potito, San, San I don't know. It's It looked really freaking cool, and I feel like it's a new track. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure. Well, I, ha- I, don't, I have no clue where this track was. I, I, I've never we really, heard need, we really need better race reports here. After the qualifying, it was yeah. Angaro out front, but he was not able to be TQ'd. But it says here that at the lap at the twenty eight minute mark he had to retire, and even um, yeah, I think uh, I think Barufalo was in first at some point too, and he had he yeah, had a- so I I think I think uh, let me check the results here I have them I have them over here, um so I think so Ongaro TQ'd and he was. Like way, I, I watched some of the semi mm-hmm. from the live feed they had, which was pretty decent. It really? was Italian, you need to send me a link. Uh, still, I didn't. I missed it. I want to watch it. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, but it it was on Facebook. I saw it, but yeah, okay. they had a pretty decent live feed there. Uh, so Ongaro was a lot faster. He was like easily the fastest. Uh, Barufalo was struggling all weekend, mm. but I guess he had a pretty decent run in the main. Uh, look at his lap times. It seems okay. Not crazy. I would say Ungara would have won anyway okay. uh, if, if he just made it to the end. Uh, for some reason, Berton was really underwhelming. Yeah, uh, I don't He, he finished uh, fifth. Uh, Barufula finished fourth, but he flamed out to the main. Okay. So Ongaro, Ongaro said on Instagram, uh, uh, he hit, and on Facebook too, but he hit uh, like uh, one of those pins on the pipe so oh. when the pipe is attached on the spins mm-hmm. so I hit the pin I don't know if he broke the car or he flamed out or what okay. happened but he yeah he just stopped right stopped uh, and, and stopped TLR's, running at that point TLR's only hope in Europe Sankatin man he, he's back yeah, on TLR and is making podiums it, it, it yeah, must be I mean, destiny it, it's pretty crazy I don't know I mean I think he was running Mugen at one point and now he's running TLR again yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember when when Barufalo and uh, Sanketin came onto the scene. There was like uh, Alessandro Stocco, Sanketin, and uh, Barufalo, and then there was some other guy I can't remember now. But there was like at those three guys who were like crazy fast guys, up and comers from from Italy, who all ran TLR. I remember when the Euros were at Ongaro Ring the first time. Like mm-hmm. these guys were like all in like the top, uh, like in the semis, I think, from, from the qualifying. And it was like TLR had a huge presence in Italy at that point. Yeah. But then it just faded completely and there was nothing. So now Sanketin is back. So I don't know what's going on there. If he's just running, if he's working full time and then just running RC on the side. Possibly. Because the techno, he was getting paid, I think. I so, would think he might get something from TLR. They don't have anybody over there. Like TLR is in yeah, Europe. Is most likely, 
most likely if he's getting paid, he's getting paid uh, paid by the shipper. Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Last sort of like a lot of other European countries do it. Sort okay. of like Jerome Arguan and all those guys, they get paid, will have been getting paid in the past by the uh, distributor. Okay. And then we were just talking about Portugal and uh, they had uh, the offered champions round one. Man. Look at Yao. Yao Figueiredo is skinny and got guns out. He's got a bird. COVID, the COVID pandemic has been good to him. He, uh, I don't know if he was skinny before, but I just maybe noticed he's flexing his guns and I saw him for bird and his tracks. I don't know if this was at his track, but I recognize this Ricardo Montero guy because a lot of the Portuguese guys say he's really good. I'm not sure, but I mean, this could, oh, what does it say? This is the Ricardo Which, Montero doubles at Portuguese eight-scale offered championship round one. The opening round of the Portuguese eight-scale offered championships was held in Guarda in the Guarda track this past weekend. Where's the Guarda track, Max? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the place where the Euros was in 2018 was named La Guarda, but I don't know it. if. But I, I I don't know. But the track they they said the track was in Fakesilas, but I'm not sure. So this could be the same track, but Maybe. I doubt it because the the driver's stance looks a bit different well y'all tq'd and i guess they call him litos was unlucky and he had to settle for a run-up spot ricardo montero uh he took the he, he took the win in both e-buggy and and nitro buggy and i don't know who andre bento is but congratulations to him no sorry yeah Mont- Goncalo, montero is Go ahead. ignacio is it ignacio no it's not it's uh, some other guy Oh, Gongalo Melo. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen him before somewhere. He's always in the in the list. So he's he's okay guy. He always attends the Euros. There's like a few guys from Portugal who always go to the Euros. Mm-hmm. And they're always like in the quarters or something. So they're really fast, but I don't think anyone has heard any anything of them, like in the Northern Europe. Right, right, right. Like Monteiro and uh, Figueiredo are both pretty fast. So I th- I'm pretty sure they just steal it, uh, wins from each other in Portugal. So <laughs> it's sort of a so, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are really close, I feel like. All right, Max. Um, We've been going on for a little bit, but I have to touch on this. I know you're not into this, right? But I th- I watched it, and I was it, it was pretty good, to be honest. Um, You know, Jared Tebow went no prep racing this past weekend. Also, uh, AJ Marasco was there. He's big into it, too, so he went up. This was a big race. $20,000 on the line. It was called the uh, DE Racing Super Chip race uh it was held in tulsa oklahoma uh and it it had about a hundred and sixty something people there but they did things a little different from the the other race that they had in the king of the streets race that they had in vegas well first i want to say kudos live rc went there and the coverage was actually really good i mean it's pretty easy to do coverage of this race you don't have to have moving cams one moving cam but they had different stationary cams in different areas and I thought the coverage was really good. I was like, wow, I hope we can get this for the Nationals, even though I'll be there, but for the people that aren't there. But Tebow went, man, and um, he took this serious, uh, like I said. But they also, they got two entries, so you can enter twice. That's how they did it. So you had two chances. So you wasn't out on your first race. You always had a second race to go. So you you paid for two entries, a $50 entry, but you paid for two entries, so you got paid $100, right? So if you lost one race, 
you can still make it up your next one. Like, you know what I mean? So it's pretty interesting. But you only have one race if you lost. You know what I mean? If you won both your races, you still had two chances in the end. I don't. Yeah. I know that's not how it's done in the real world, but I think it's a lot better for... I think there's room for that in this racing too. Have it where you're out one and done or have chances like this. Um, but the only... Man, the race went on to like... The final race was at 4 o'clock in the morning, dude. Like my time. Yeah. Like they have to make this two days. Like it's just, that's too late. Like the final race is only two seconds. It should be like the, the most exciting. Bit. When I looked at it, there was nobody there. Everybody was packed up and going home. And I was just like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like I think like this should, this is, this, this for me should definitely be a two day race. You know what I mean? Same with King of the Streets. I think it should be a two day, two day race, which it would be. But here you have the main race, like the main two races, and nobody's there to watch. Like, you know, like yeah. everybody's going. I feel, like, I feel like they should do something where it's a bit more fun to watch. Because, I, like, the thing is, like, they prep for, like, 30. Well, they were, like, just, like, they're, like, uh, what do you call it? Tire warming. Like, uh, tire warming for, like, a, a minute or two. And then, like, looking at the car straight, and then it's over in like under ten seconds. That, that's drag racing, though, dude. That that. But I'll tell you what. There yeah, was some but very the, thing close is, the thing is, I think they need to sort of figure out how to make it so that they warm the tires elsewhere, and when the other guys run, these guys go straight in. They can't because you know? I believe so it's that's like part a, a of tech. race and race and race. Like you're not supposed to put anything on your tires, right? So I think that. Is like, well, yeah, but they have like an area, so they have like sort of next to the guys who are racing. They have an area where people can watch that they are not doing anything iffy, you know, like next to it. So it's like you pass tech, like at two two at the same time. The one goes, and then like the next one's warm up the tires, and then they go, and it's like a sort of because these like when I was watching the stream for a while, it was just like they ran and then nothing was happening and then right they, guys it could be more there and it could be like faster you know what i mean the, the yeah. process could be faster and, you, and the thing is i i feel like you don't have to have the cars on the like the grid to warm up the tires they can warm up the tires somewhere else they do they do behind like, the grid they they i think it's about rules oh. and being so people can see you know what I mean? Because they go, like, you have to be able to see because they want to make sure. I don't know. I w you know what? Um, I'm probably going to have my buddy Colin on her next week. So I'm going to ask him about this. He was there, his uh, team manager for McClam. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but I just it, wanna, just, it just looked like it didn't work very well. I thought very the racing well. was good. It was just like really. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I feel like these type of events are much more fun when we're at the race. But like watching on the stream, it was just like. I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then I'll blink and I missed it. I know. You know? But it was pretty interesting. I That's mean, how it feels like. Okay, so they can speed that up. But I want to say, there was some very close racing. I think the surface uh, made for better racing. Um, I, it was some cars just like, like they had those wooden ramps, like where the sensors were, and people just boom, hitting those things, and then cars were flying. I'm like, man, someone's going to get hurt. And, um, <laughs> I was good to see Tebow there and AJ Marasco. Even I know AJ's been deep into this, but this is the first time Tebow literally just built his car like a couple of days before. The, his car looked badass too, and he he runs McLaren. Did he do well? Uh, he did. He did. He didn't. He did well. He he lost. He didn't make it. See, that was my other gripe. There was no way to follow who was where. Like with live RC, they have to work yeah. on that software part so you can go and see results. But uh, I think he did pretty good and. But from what I was listening to um, Tim Smith's interview, and he says Tebow was out there 
to three o'clock in the morning the day before, like practice day, testing and doing hits and all that stuff. So he took it seriously. It's good to see. I think we need to see more off-road guys crossing over to this so we can, you know, I would love to get some of these people back over to over to off-roaders too, off-road as well. But man, there's no prep thing is growing and they have everything that we don't have in our, that I want in off-road. They have, they have team beefs, like they have beefs between individual groups and individuals and all that stuff. And it's smack talking on Facebook and all that there. And I'm sure it's smack talking at, at the race. They have, realistic cars that they're popular it's easy for people to get into this it's a whole market dedicated to tinkering and all that stuff it's it's like old school rc all over again for me and then they have this dude big chief because what it is tim and big chief are cool like this is this whole no prep stuff started because these guys are into this into the outlaw street thing that i, I don't watch it on discovery channel and that's apparently really popular in america so Tim has been pretty cool. Uh, how it worked out was um, Tim is like the big chief of of drag racing. He you he's like you love him or you love to hate him, right? He's built a character for himself. I enjoy his podcast and all that stuff, but I, I have to say he he's been very responsible for the popularity of No Prep. There are other people too, like my buddy Tyler from RC Drag Talk and all these guys. It's a lot of individuals that have been putting in a lot of work to bring this to make this popular. But, like, when you think there's no prep stuff in RC, you think Tim Smith automatically because he has a podcast, all this stuff. But he's, like, the most vocal. Um, he didn't make it into the top 16, I don't think, either. I'm, I'm like, Tim, you, we, got, we got to see you in her at some point. Like, you know what I mean? But he, he's, he holds many records and all this type of stuff. But he's friends with Big Chief, and then they got to know each other, and then he's Big Chief went on his podcast. It was a great podcast. And... I don't really know this guy or follow this guy. I know he's a superstar in this world and people know who he is. And Oklahoma's his home, like is where he's from. But I thought it was so good. You know, we we get we get some motocross guys and offer it, but we act like we're, we're too cool to be. Like if I saw freaking Malcolm Stewart or any of these guys at OCR, I'd be like, hey man, what's up? I want your autograph. I want a voice note for my podcast. No, in fact, I want you in my podcast. I'll be geeking out over these guys, right? But it was so cool to see yeah, this guy. But you're a fanboy. No, because I'm not a champion. No, I'm not because I think these are the guys <laughs> can help propel our sport into the into the into different. Yeah, yeah. Eyes. I mean, I get you. So this guy, I I, I applaud um, uh, Tim for getting be you know getting cool with Big Chief and all that stuff. This guy drove out there, you know, and he, he's used to going to these races and doing TV stuff and all that there, and he just looked like a regular guy there, like you know what I mean, and. You know, people went up and got autographs, and then he he got interviewed by Scotty, and then Tim gave him a car after that. But I thought that was so cool, and I think this is going to help propel. I I guarantee you, my buddy Brad Maynard said it, you're going to see this drag racing on, on TV before we ever see off-road racing on TV. And you're going to have it, like with guys like him supporting it and getting yeah. into it, they already have a TV show dedicated to, to, to this type of racing. Imagine if they freaking say well we're gonna we're gonna bring the rc cars along and we're gonna do it alongside of this i'm not saying that's gonna happen but it would be awesome and he's got a full he had some dr10s and now he's got like a full factory like tim smith car that he built for him so it's gonna be interesting to see what this guy does and i thought that was so cool and uh i wish we can get that for offer it too yeah i think i think what the drag racing scene does really well is promotion so they make it look make it look like it's really cool and all that 
And in reality, it's like, as I said, to watch it, it wasn't really that exciting. We have it the opposite. To watch the race when it's being filmed properly and like all the all like the racing and all that, mm-hmm. it's much more exciting. But the promotion is just so bad. So it's like the other way around. We have, in my opinion at least, a much more exciting product viewership-wise. And we have much more like... Uh, yeah, but it's so hard to find like... Thing. Like people can like you missed it, but people like I honestly sat down and I got into it this time because I could watch. I was watching the racing and it was close. I'm I mean, even Mike Hill and I were watching. I was like, "Ooh, that was close!" Like you know, I was talking to him on the phone. I was like, "Ooh, that was close." Um, it was it was cool. I think I I definitely want to build a no prep car. No, yeah, I've been saying well, that think, for a long I think, time. I think I think what we need to do in off road is have like change the format a bit Mm -hmm. you can have the same format for the euros and the worlds but like like sort of what rcgp did i feel like even rcgp did it a bit wrong where they had just so many races like it's no one's gonna watch all four qualifiers like have it much more simple have it so that you can watch it in one go like you know what this is like Last week on the rant, Joseph and I were talking about this. And we went on a whole spiel. And then, you know, Joseph, when he gets something and he wants to, and I just kind of zoned out. But we was actually came to the conclusion, why don't we have four different types of qualifying in one? So maybe you do one regular IFMAR style. Maybe you do heads up racing. Like, say we have four qualifiers. One regular IFMAR style. The other one, heads up racing. The second one, we're talking about, we're talking about RCGP. The second one, I can't remember what we said. And then the third one, like, Super Bowl or fastest lap. So you have four distinct different styles of qualifying and it makes it exciting in each way. So but that, that was, we went on that spiel last week. Um, yeah, well, I think I just, I feel like my idea with uh, was when RCGV was running the first year, my idea was just do more practice runs and then so that people get track time. So let's say you have the Friday practice and then instead of doing four qualifiers, you do, let's say two runs of practice and then you do like two like quality, like Super Bowl. So like, because there's only 14 cars anyway. Mm-hmm. So you have like a Super Bowl for all cars. You do it uh, like two rounds and you can do it the F1 style where everyone goes out there, runs like a consecutive three laps or whatever. You can do it any way you really want to. But that's what was my idea because in the end the qualifying wasn't important at all most likely if you were just consistent and you was like ongara for example like he most of the times we finished in like top five in all the qualifiers mm-hmm. so that means he was most likely always on tq starting the main and like if you finished in the back of the grid you're most likely being back of the grid anyway and even if you didn't there's still a long main and there was like no like i feel like if you're not ongaro or Robert or uh, Ronnie Falk, where you have to be in the front to challenge for the win. No one else really had anything uh, depending on the qualifying. And then you run four runs of it. So I think our, even the RCGP, even though it was much better, like uh, like sort of how, mm. as a viewership thing than what if Marstal qualifying is, I still feel like we just need to make it more fun to follow. So the okay. more simple, more exciting, like the Super Bowls are the best things right. that come to race. Like I, yeah, and I mean, even not the individual part, you're just like getting excited about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're like the camera is going on you and you have like the times there, like oh, waiting for like the car to be like on the edge and all that. Like the qualifier is sort of like, even if you're watching live RC and you're like, uh, even Scotty, 
most of the time, Scotty and Tyler are like, oh, he crashed. And then Tyler is like, oh, he's already finished. I'm watching the like, scoring anyway. I'm watching the scoring most of yeah, the time but, anyway. Yeah. So. The, thing, the thing is, like, how can even the announcers are so lost that they don't know when the car has finished? Oh, my God. You know, like, if, if it's that hard to follow the qualifying, how do you think people who don't exactly. know anything exactly. about RC are going to exactly. do it? Exactly. That's what you need. This guy made the fastest lap, or you need this guy started first, he finished first, or this guy, you know, it was racing. It's either racing, it's simple, or it's like uh, who has the fastest lap and that's it. Or something like this where it's simple, you can see, you can watch for five minutes and you're excited, yeah, excited, you can enjoy it. But when you have four rounds of qualifying and there's points and the grid or you get reversed, you're going to watch the first two and like, what the fuck's going on? And then you just quit altogether. You know, that's how I feel about well, it. Well, Max, you should have been on our rant two weeks ago because I know you wanted to talk about this, but we ranted about this for like 45 minutes two weeks ago. And then we ranted about qualifying. Uh, yeah, I want to be, be sort of like clear up because now some people are going to be thinking, oh, we need to have like a top three consecutive laps or all races. That's not really a good format when there's 200 entries. Mm -mm, that's so what we said. When too. you have, yeah. So when you have race races like RC2, the best format I have thought about is what they did, which mm -hmm. is you have the normal qualifying three rounds. You said everything and then you said the last week. <laughs> yeah. But and I agree with you. And for RCGP, you can do whatever you really want to, mm -hmm. but you you have to make it so that it's fun to watch. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I, I didn't watch JQ's thing, but I, I'm pretty sure we agree on most things. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said, you said the same this, thing that he said. Um, you said exactly the same thing. And then I zoned out on him. Because Dagani was messaging me about his damn contingency. And I said, what? Chris Cream's out of donuts? Oh, yeah. He messaged me, too. Oh, yeah. He was going crazy about it. He, he said, Jake is not paying me. I'm quitting. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he said, I have an announcement to make. I think he's got a techno sponsorship for Truggy. So he might go around buggy. Who knows? I doubt it, though. Greg, Greg won't last long in the techno team. Not with interviews like what he done at Silver State. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing, thing about Degani is that there's no RC brand who has that much sense of a humor to keep him in the team. You know? <laughs> just us. There just isn't. Yeah. Oh, my. He was, he was wigging out over that. I'm like, take it easy. It takes a few. It takes a week, a couple of weeks or so. I wrote a race report. Oh, my gosh. I was like, and then you deleted it. So it did nothing. Like, you know how Greg gets. He was messaging me while I was doing that. Um. All right, I think that's enough news. We kind of went off on a tangent there, but we usually do. We have a few questions, Max. I think it's time to go to the Beach RC yeah. uh, Bench Racing Q&A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at beachrc.com today. Woo! Thank you, BeachRC, for the support. I mean, Beat Brent and BeachRC have been a supporter of this podcast from the inception. I look forward to hanging out with him. He showed me my shirts. He's making my shirts, my my official, like, uh, Nat shirts that I'm going to be wearing. They look pretty badass. I'm excited about that. I think we might have some uh, uh, No Name RC podcast shirts for sale, and I think we'll have decals. So if you're at the... Nationals, you want some decals? Come see me. 
if you have a friend there and you want them to bring them back for you, um, just have them come see me. And if you guys can, use the affiliate link that's in the written description of this podcast because showing BTRC some love shows this podcast some love and BTRC does a lot of good things in RC. All right, Max, we don't have much questions. Our questions are getting lower. What it is is I got to start, I think I got to start posting questions for the, the, the week, the previous week. I do it on Monday. I got late, I was late this week too. Uh, but um, we have a few, just a few questions from my buddy Joe Zaire Jr. of Ran Out of Talent Podcast. I was listening to those guys. They did a, um, like a recorded a podcast from a race they were at. Oh my God. Joe is usually the savage one, but man, his co, his, uh, his co-host Ryan, he went full. He went lit. He didn't. He he. The fields of Fs that he had were completely bare. He had zero Fs to give that day. So it was it was a good listen. But Joe asked, "I broke my tire jig when I accidentally dropped it down my stairs. When is the new Beach RC one going to be released?" Well, I asked Brent, and he said next Friday. So there you go. Uh, you can pick it up at BeachRC.com. Use the affiliate link if you can, please. Benjamin James, what's up, Benjamin? What does RC need to get and even keep young people in the hobby on the racing side? As a lot of our best racers get up in age, get out of the ma- and get out of the major racing scene. I don't know if I can ask you this, Max, because usually the number one reason these these young guys get out of RC is they discover girls and real cars in America, and we all know that real girls are the death of most RC young RC guys careers. But I think I I just think we don't do enough enough for the young racers in RC. We we cater to us old farts because we say we have all the money and it, but I'm big on the youth. You know what I mean? I'm big on on promoting these young racers and making them feel good. And I've talked to fathers and like one father's like, you know how my son got out of it? Because he says he puts in all this work and you know and like but that's like we got a little like us talking to him. I was like, yeah, but you know, not everybody gets a trophy, and it's RC just isn't cool enough for these young guys, man. You know, once you get 16, 18, you're into gaming, you're into sports, real sports. You know, that's that's what's getting the girls. You know what I mean? Like Mitch and I talk all the time. Like Cody, like now Cody's he's into football, and it's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to race. I'm like, man. Football is what gets the girls. And I said, I wanted to do football anyway because that he's, he's talented in football. Like, he can go to school and probably be a professional one day. And I'm like, that's what you want Cody. He can do that in baseball or football. I said, that's what you want Cody to do. And I said, Cody can help RC, and he can have his own RC car brand if it's a professional footballer or baseballer. But I don't know. You're a young racer. How old are you, 20 now, 21? Uh, 20. Okay. So you I would live this life. biggest – yeah, I would, I would say the biggest reason is so sort of some kids that live live because like for example in Finland most of these guys don't run who have quit because of the fact that there aren't any good races. So the races they go to suck or like sort of there even isn't any race to go to. So mm. this is sort of like the more the better tracks you have the better races you have, the more 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 likely you can have these kids stay. So, in America, I would feel like this is an issue, and in Europe, this is sort of a regional issue. Mm. So, you will in Europe, for example, you almost always have to 
like uh, traveled by plane to somewhere to have a good race. And I guess in America it's the same thing, but even even at the big races aren't that great. So I feel like that's a very big issue. And that's something that at least in Finland has been the number one issue, why the fast kids quit. Because there just isn't any good races. Or if you want to go to a good race, you have to invest a lot of money because yeah. you have to travel. So that's, I think, the number one. But then number two is, sort of the way age where for example i'm at which is sort of like 18 19 20 that's the age in europe where most uh, kids graduate uh, sort of the the europe school system is a bit different well every country has their own thing but we sort of have our primary school secondary school and then we have uk as their a levels or in finland it's called the upper secondary level and in in other Europe, it's called just like the uh, abiturient or something like that, whatever. But we have the same thing in Finland, but we call it upper secondary level. So when you graduate from that, then you either have to choose if you want to like go to a trade school, go to university or just like work or whatever. And at that time, you just really like RC takes up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So most kids quit at that point. So that's that's one big issue, and in in the U.S., it's probably like you graduate high school and you quit RC because you go to college. And that's one of the big things. As I well. think I think that's that's number two mm-hmm. that comes to like how it is here. America, I don't really know about, but I would say these two are the biggest two issues: kids quit. Just like life is getting like you have mm-hmm. to start up on life, and then the other one is like. We need to focus, like, if we want to keep competent people in, we make it, we need to make RC competent. Mm-hmm. So, like, if RC isn't sort of, if you can't make any money in RC, if the RC scene is just like some old guys running around the track for fun, if, if that's what RC is, you're not going to keep, like, the talented guys in. You're not going to keep the, like, hard workers in. They're going to find the way to make their life better elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what happened. That's what, like, that's what the road then goes to, where it's just like all like the old people stay and people run it for fun, and like the talented people just go away. Yeah. So I mean, obviously some stay, but that's really rare. A lot of guys in the U.S. Vermont and the uh, what's Bobby the other Tillman, guy? Moeller, Bobby Tillman, yeah, Drew Moeller. Of, yeah. I was just saw as Drew Moeller. Yeah. Um, uh, Mikey Sharman was a little older. You know, all these, you know what I think too? Uh, Mike and I talk about this a lot. And I think it comes down to a lot of fathers living vicariously through their sons uh, or daughters to do something that they wanted to do, which is, which is, I, I kind of, I feel that. I think obviously to be successful as a, a young racer, you need to have a, a parent, a mentor, or so obviously somebody to help you pay the bills too, because you know, racing ain't cheap, especially when you're racing like three classes, all those tires and all that stuff. So I think maybe there's pressure from fathers too on these kids. And these kids are like, oh man, I'm just gonna go. And an RC truly is an individual sport. Like only like yes, you can get help and assistance from other teammates, but you're still on your own when you're out there on the track. It's not like baseball, football, where, you you know, you're part of a team. And I think, like, these kids get to a point, like, when they when they get 18 or, or 16 or whatever, and they just, like, man, I want to do, I want to do, like, regular school stuff. Like, I don't want to be at the weekend. I don't want to be at the track 
the whole my whole Saturday or my whole weekend. Like I want to go to a football game and I want to go hang out with my friends. Like stuff that I used to do when I was 18, 19, 20, you know, and all that type of stuff. Um, when you think about it, like these, like, like these kids spend, like some of these kids spend every weekend or every three weekends out of the month at an RC track, which, which is fine. If you want to be successful, you do that. But at some point, like, and, and then the, the increments, once you get to a certain level, the increments to get better is so small. Like you may go in sportsman, you like the increments, like, woo, like this, you know, then you get to open, it's, it breaks down to like that small. And then when you get up to the pro level, you're looking at like that much. You make that much. Aver- if you're an average talented racer and you work hard, you make that much increase where you used to make this. Now you're down to that. And it gets frustrating. And also I think yeah. dad's like, oh, now you're 18. Now you got to pay for your own RC stuff. Or if you got a job, like if you're in school or you got a job. Oh, you're going to pay for your own RC stuff. And then guys are like, I've got my car to set up. Well, I got to take my girl out to the movies. So it's so much like, think about it. Like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's well, hard. I think, yeah. There's nothing to appeal to these young kids in RC. There's no junior yeah. nationals. Yeah. There's no, there's no like, oh, you want the junior nats. Okay, thanks. See you later. Bye. You know, it's like, you need to put, you need to, we need to put some confidence in these kids and, 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 and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Promote them and. And and encourage them to stay because I don't. Yeah, I I kind of kind of agree, but I kind of disagree too because I just think it's gonna help if we just like make these kids win races, like like junior races or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think what's gonna help is making RC as a whole look cool. Yeah, that too. So sort of sort of like the thing is like if you think RC is worthwhile. You're not gonna be looking at other things. You yeah, know? I agree. If you think RC is really cool, you're not gonna be looking at football or basketball or baseball. If you really dig RC, I think that's so what like, happened to you. Like thing. you got to a point where you said, "Okay, I, it, I can either go get a real job and make money and and do RC on the side, or I can still follow JQ around and hope that I make some money." Like you know what I mean? Or which was fun. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I, like. You was kind of at that point, like, do I go? Do I go fight for another five years and try to become a, a pro or whatever? And I'm not saying I'm not being, I'm not no offense to you. I don't like. I think you're a really a really great driver and set up and all that stuff. And I think you can be a pro driver. I don't think you have the talent of an Angaro. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, do, well, yeah, yeah. I'm you not know, argue. like I'm a, a, right. And the thing is, like, I don't. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I'm not. I never actually like. Well. I, I was a kid, but I probably thought I would be right. really good. But I never, like, see myself as, like, the talent guy, you know? I see myself as I can make my way up and, you know, be uh, sort of yeah, fighting for... you have to make some money while races. you do that. And it's, it- yeah, that's the thing. Like, like the, that's what comes to a lot of these guys. If you're not on Garo, uh, this has happened, like, at this point, the only kids running in Finland right now is me and this one other guy. Even yeah. Jonas hasn't been running since like forever, but that's because like okay, COVID obviously, mm-hmm. but that just COVID just makes like the issue more uh, like out there. Like as you, what I, I, I want to still address a few things you said. You said like RC dads. I would say that's very rare. Those that that's still a thing, but that's actually pretty rare. More um, rare than people think. What, what living I think the biggest thing is. Yeah, well, I mean, the dads might be thinking it that way, but like the kids, that that would be affecting the kids. That's actually pretty rare, I would say. Most of the times, 
the kids just like get into an age where they have to decide, okay, am I gonna am I gonna be a pro? If it's like, yeah, I'm already a pro, then this is gonna keep going going. And if it's like, okay, am I gonna do this for fun? Uh, do I have the time to do this for fun? Am I even able to do this for fun or do I just have to win? Is that all it is all that I have in this? And if the answer is like I don't really care about RC, I care about winning, then it's like they're immediately gonna quit and get a education or get a job or go into something else. But if they have passion for passionate, if they are passionate for RC, they'll stay and then they'll work like sort of like what I'm, I'm doing. I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. I run RC. I'm like doing all of the stuff at the same time. And like anyone who is in my situation who doesn't really like RC is going to just quit RC altogether, even though they are good. Like even though they would be even better at, than me, sort of like what Drew Moller did. So he was really freaking good. And he had just had more, like he saw a better future with something else. He wasn't that passionate for RC, so he just quit altogether. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest issue is ma- making RC look worthwhile. If mm. RC is worthwhile to people, they're going to stay. It doesn't even have to be that you you get your salary from it. Right. It, it might have to be sort of like you get a job, a decent job, but RC is like the thing you really enjoy. Yeah. But if it's just like RC is this thing where people go to a race in the middle of nowhere, no one comes to see it, and then some guy wins it, like maybe there's a few guys in the main who get paid. Like if that's RC... It's it's not really appealing to young people, especially yeah. nowadays when like especially everything girls, is, is much more difficult. Especially these young girls, these guys want to get at. Like they're gonna go for the football player, baseball yeah. player, basketball player, not the nerdy RC car yeah. driver. But I don't I don't think girls are the issue. I think the biggest issue is just like having more time with their friends. That too. I, yes. I don't think like mm-hmm. I I don't think any I, I I would be I would say it's really rare that people think they're gonna get girls because they run RC. No, or you don't. It's quite the opposite. Yeah, it's quite the opposite. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, like you, the one thing about, like one thing you can say is that girlfriends and your friends all together, you're gonna have to pick. Like, am I gonna be two weekends practicing, one weekend racing, and then maybe one weekend off? And who, when I can spend time with my friends? Or mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I have good friends. I kind of want to have time, uh, like hang out with them. So like, that's one thing also that a lot of people must have. I agree, but that that comes with every like everything. Every sport. That's not everything. only RC. Yeah, everything. but RC is the thing, sort of that. It's the biggest issue is making it look uh, worthwhile. Yes, well, it's I like think. it's like football. When you're the football, when you're quarterback of the football team, you, you are the most popular. You're probably the most popular guy. You know what I mean? You're probably yeah. going to go to university where you're going to go into a whole different level of partying and having fun and all that type of stuff. And then if you're really good, you become a, a NFL player. So. I don't know, man. It's just, it's no, and there's no, I've always said there's just no pathway to becoming a pro in RC. There is no real pathway. Like, you don't know what you have to do, like, to become a pro. It's like, yeah. hey, one day, hey, you won this race and you did well in this race. You're a pro. You're going to get a salary. All yeah. right, let's move yeah, and on. The thing is, like, oh, sorry, even, go ahead. even nowadays, like, the pro thing, like, even nowadays, there's a lot of, like, kind of pros yeah. sort of like they get a salary yes but it's not enough to live with i agree there's a lot of guys like that i agree all right this is a question this is actually a really good question um david sandate what is the best rc accessory tool battery or anything rc related that you either still have or wish you had back even a particular car could be something that you wish you had back and it could be bought back could it be improved 
he says, and if it could be bought back, could it be improved for modern day cars? I don't know. I was chrono. Really? You would want a chrono, chrono. car? No yeah, tools. I would want to um to tell you the truth, uh I would want two things. I would want my Mugen MBX4. I bought two of them and I my first ever eight scale cars and I had this Novarossi Greenhead three port in it. I wish I could get that back. Um and then is I, this like sort of something I had or is this something like in general? Yeah, he's asking us. He's asking us. Um what oh, we okay. had. Well, I'm yeah. trying to think of something. Dude, I'm gonna tell you, man. I had um Back in the day, I know they make them now, but these things made life so much easy. Panther Tires made these glue bands that had tabs on them. Like to make, you know, before back, people just making elastic bands or whatever. And they, I just thought these were the best things ever. And I still, this is from back in the 90s when I was racing and early 2000s. I still have these glue bands to this day. I bought them here to the DR. And my my first ever XX and my triple XNT Adam Drake car, uh, stadium truck i have but as for that i still have them as to be improved all right i would like to see gas truck come back i'll be honest with you i'd like to see gas truck come back because why i think gas truck makes you a better driver and i think now like the guy chad parks shameless plug ignite rc designs is making these conversions for like modern uh associated in tlr cars to be gas trucks so you just you get a like you get the T6 and the whatever the TLR car is, and he has a conversion, and it's really nice and it's good. I would like to see that come back, because I think people need to race more gas truck and less truggy and less e buggy, and they will be a better driver altogether. Look, proof is in the pudding. Look at Tebow. Look at Mayfield. Look at all these guys that cut their teeth on grass. I know you didn't race gas truck, but I think that's one thing I like to see come back. And if you can make a modern like what Ignite is doing them doing. And now with better engines, it's just everything. Like nitro is so different; is 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 different from what it was when gas trucks were good, were popular. I think that's it. I know what I would personally like to have is my Mugen MBX5 and MBX4, but I would love to see gas truck come back. Not just on. Yeah, I would like well, to see it be a class. Actually, I know we don't need more classes, but yeah. Well, to me, like the uh, the biggest issue, big issue I see with gas truck though is the tracks. They're Nowadays, I don't think, I mean, I don't know how the tracks were before, but like a lot of these tracks nowadays are huge. So that small gas track there, I don't know how is that going to work out. Right, but with modern suspension, modern tires. Yeah, hard to say. You know, even the plastics and stuff are better now. So, yeah. How about you? What would you want? Oh, you said the chrono. Yeah, well, I never had a chrono, so I I don't think I can answer that. But if I if it's anything a chrono, I would like to have one of those. Why? Um, that's the coolest car ever. Why was it so cool to you? It it weighed uh, like under three kilograms. The car. Okay. It was like crazy light and like uh, all of like it's super low profile. Everything there was no like. Uh, there were no like chassis stiffness mm-hmm. and it like the front end design and like everything was like so cool. Like at that time, like e- even nowadays, I believe that car would be really freaking fast. Mm, interesting. So that's why. And then, well, I, I never had that. So, uh, I don't know what, uh, something I had probably the first car I ever had AEB three. 
that's, that's cool. That would be cool to have. We bought it off of this guy. He was our neighbor. He was uh, he raced RC a lot. Uh, he was he was actually pretty good. He finished third at the Euros, uh, and he was like a, a Finnish champion in ten scale. So okay. he bought uh, his, one of his old cars. Uh, he was uh, associated B three. So yeah, probably that one. I would like to have that one. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I don't know any particular tools that I really liked. Um, that I have. Yeah, I never had any good tools. I'm trying to think. The of thing like, is, like, I don't. I don't really like if you have a set of pliers and then you have your basic hex drives. You're pretty good. Yeah, I. I would like. Um, I had a really good clutch tool back in the day, but I can't remember what it was. Um, what else, man? I'll tell you what I'd like. Yeah. Fiorini two shoe clutches. Those were good too. Maybe we can make them better now. So easy, lasted long. No, no messing with springs or nothing. Just boom, and you put them on. I like that back too. But yeah. we have adjust. We can make more adjustments. Good question. Good question. All right, dude. Uh, we have two more questions. My boy Chase L. Ehrlich. What the yeah, dude? What's it gonna take for you to attend Cody's bachelor party race at CTRC? A plane ticket and a place to stay in California, dude. That's what it's going to take. I would love to come out and hang with you guys. Maybe it's possible. We'll see. We shall see. CTRC, what's up, guys? Love you guys like life. And the last question is from Brad Maynard. Who will be more effective with, he says, will very help boots? I believe he wants to know, who will be more effective, heart or help, with boots, new mechanic? I think very with boots is going to help him out a lot. If they click. Yeah. If they click. The thing is, like if you look at driving style, Ongaro and Boots are very different driving styles. So I don't know if how that's gonna work out. The cars are very similar. So the cars are almost like the front end is identical. It's mm. pretty much exact same. The rear end uh, is more sort of uh, uh, different. But in the end, like the setting up that type of car is pretty is pretty simple. I think like for moving from A to S works. Then. Uh, looking at driving style, well, uh, Verri used to be a mechanic for Dirty Ricci, and as far as I remember, he was pretty aggressive. So, hard to say. I would imagine they will work out pretty good. Well, uh, I think, like, uh, well, Boots had Liam, his dad, for us. And he had Liam. Liam, and like I always say, the 2015 Euros that uh, Boots won, was really like Liam, like you know he he put in all the work, like you yeah. know because Liam kind of was his mechanic. They were practicing, yeah, yeah. Then they switched just before the Euros. Yeah, so Kradak was like at the race, but like all what happened over the practice or the was like, Liam there at the Euros or was it Mick his mechanic? I can't remember. Yeah, Mick was at the Euros. But they was switched he... like just before the Euros. Right, so Mick was his mechanic at the Euros, and was yeah. Liam there? But they say, I know, no. So, I always say that yeah, that was Liam Juros because he put in he put in the work yeah. with boots prior to that. Yeah, and the thing is, what I heard from like what I heard and what I saw was like boots racing was really really dependent on like the mechanic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So sort of like when Craddock was running the show, like a lot of the setup options they did, like Craddock sort of ran it. I, I don't really know what happened behind the scenes, obviously, but like boots sort of needs that guy to be like, hey this shit needs to happen and this is how we're going to do it. And that's what sort of Liam did. Like when they were practicing, like he, he said like they were always like 
super like strict on what they did and sort of focused on the thing. And I I feel like Boots is one of those guys who need it mm-hmm. because he at least at races he gets really like irritated and all that. So I can I can see him not being the most meticulous guy, even though he's uh, probably I don't know, but he I I would imagine he practice quite a lot and he like he's a really talented guy. So I think very might be the right thing for him, and especially I I don't know about engines, but I feel like Veris. Very is pretty good with engines. So okay. I think that's going to help Reds as well, not only Boots. Right. Cool. Cool. I think it's going to be a plus for him. And con- like I said, congratulations to Elliot. He, they're expecting their first baby. That's going to be a big difference in life. But Boots is still young, 26, 27, I want to say, maybe. Maybe getting close to 30 now. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I know. would say he's close to 30. He's the man with the best hair in RC, say. dude. That guy's hair is always on fleek. Always on fleek. Yeah. All right, Maxi. Um, you know what? Uh, I don't think we have a Sun City RC Don and Quiet this week. We've been talking for quite a long time. Um, we're gonna go into my techno uh, RC. Oh, sorry. You know what? Thank you, everybody, for the questions. I'm sorry. Uh, we need to get some more questions, but we get caught up answering, and it takes so long. But we thank you for the questions. Uh, we yeah. would like to get some more. And thank you to Beach RC for the continued support. Please, if you guys can, check them out. Use the affiliate link. It helps the podcast. It helps Beach RC, and you know, shows everybody some love. Uh, Max, thank you for answering the answering the questions. I'll bring you back for our conclusion. But right now, we're gonna go on to the Techno RC. Main interview with Lugs RC owner Bryce Beaver. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. So joining me this week uh, for the main interview is a gentleman that I met a few years ago at DNC. I kept hearing Dagani saying his name. He's like, Bryce Beaver, Bryce Beaver. I used to race against that guy in, in back in the day. Is he here at DNC? I was like, I don't know, Greg. Go find him. Like, you know, I don't know what he looks like. He kept asking me if I knew you. I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know. But that's when your name first uh, came. You know, I, I got to know who you was, and I saw you and Greg talking, and Obviously, um, as we've gone to races, we've gotten to talk, but I'd like to introduce the owner of Lugs Racing Tires, Mr. Bryce Beaver. Yes, thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate you coming on. I know you just got back from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you attended a NCT round, which is great. Great, great region for RC. I'm glad to see them racing again. Uh, a challenging track, I've been told. And you're back at it, man. I know you're tired, so thank you for coming on. Oh yeah, it's my pleasure, man. It was an awesome week up up there at uh, NCT at the Hank. Um, we uh, it was great people to meet up there. Um, awesome facility, awesome people. Um, had a blast. So it was a, a excellent time. Your first time to the Pacific Northwest? Uh, no, I went to Burlington. Okay. Um, 2019, I went up there in Burlington, so north of Seattle. 
Okay. Um, I went there. Because I know your partner, Nibs, he goes, he's been up there quite a bit. Brad, he's been there before, I believe. And he knows those guys. Like, he knows Austin yeah. and those guys, too. Yep, yeah. Austin, Taylor Wonders, mm-hmm. Joe Scales, all those kind of guys from up there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we, we have a, you know, a, a good work relationship with them. And it works, uh, it works out well when you travel and you know people that will mm-hmm. help you out and bring you tables and chairs and kind of get all that stuff that you can't bring traveling in. So yep. it's great to have a, an RC community like that willing to help out. Yeah, it's, it's really a hidden gem of the RC world in America, the Pacific Northwest. I know it doesn't get as much credit as it usually does, but they really put on some great races. They have a great community up there, and it seems like everybody has fun uh, at their races. So I'm glad you went up there, and um, shout out to the Pacific Northwest. So uh, as you guys know, Lugs RC race, uh, Lugs Racing Tires, or Lugs RC, is a sponsor of the podcast, which I'm greatly I greatly appreciate that of you guys. You guys are hitting it hard here in 2021, uh, coming out of the coming out of the box swinging, which I like to see. A small company trying to do taking on the big guys. We're going to talk more about lugs tires here in a little bit, but I want to learn a little bit more about you and racing in NorCal. I believe you're the first North California racer that I've had on the podcast, and I know that NorCal don't get as much love as SoCal. So you know you got to represent for the NorCal guys. Yeah, that that is true. We uh, it's kind of NorCal, SoCal, NorCal, and SoCal kind of mm-hmm. a battle, you know. Especially you know back in the in the mid '90s when uh, the RC started to take off, it was yeah. a huge huge battle between us up here and, and going down there um, to 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 beat the LA guys. So, yeah, that yeah, was like definitely. in Norca days and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. Norca days. Then um, yeah, huge, huge. And then we started to kind of show them down there that we had talent up Mm -hmm. here and then um you know then they started traveling up here to see us and then there was a whole different world once they came up here to us yeah because um that delta rc track it's it's been around for it's still around but that track has been around forever i remember reading about that in the magazines back in the day yeah, yeah, Delta RC is still around, but a lot of us up here in NorCal um, got started at either um, Sacramento Mini Wheels mm-hmm. um, in the early, early 90s or um, the Hobby Warehouse days. Mm. And everybody remembers Hobby Warehouse. They were kind of the first um, company out there, I think, to start doing Mail Order and RC Car Magazine, the Motorman Challenge. Mm. Um, that's kind of where we all came together at, at Hobby Warehouse. Interesting, interesting. And now you have A-Main up there, Chico. Um, you have CVR, which is a good track. You don't have, um, do you still have Rick's track, or is he, he's, he's moved fully to Oklahoma now? Yeah, Rick's fully moved to Oklahoma. Yeah, but I'm about an hour and a half from um, A-Main. Yeah. Yep. Uh, A-Main, CVR, um, Delta RC. So I got about three good tracks around here, all different type, mm-hmm. all different services to go um, do product testing, car testing. So it's, um, it's really, it's really good for, um, for me to have those, um, Perfect. those tracks around. Sweet. So I always like to find out, how did this all start for you, man? When did you get exposed to RC? How old were you? What, what was your first car, your first race? Yeah, so I kind I got started back in mid ninety one. Um, my dad, he was a um, he was the uh, president of um, the CGA, the California Grocers Association here mm-hmm. in California, and he um, was in charge of putting on conventions every year for the grocers and the food industry um, in LA, Vegas, and one of his. Um, 
um, things he did there was a um, he did games or entertainment. And the one year he did RC cars. So we ended up going to the local hobby shop here in Sacramento, RC country we went to and we picked up um, two RC cars. And the first one we got was the um, the RC 10 pan car, the gold pan car. Owner of a car, right? Uh, no, the, no, um, the, the pan the, chassis, yeah. The pan chassis. Uh, we got that there. Um, you know, the the old school battery charger with the dial on it where you turn it to 15 minutes and mm. it's clicking like a timer. Um, you know, got those, got batteries and bodies, kind of got all that stuff. And we took it home. We built the kits. I mean, it took us about two, three weeks to build two kits. And kind of got everything put together. And then we went down to the convention and ran them down there. And it was a blast. Like, mm. there's so many people wanting to run them. We kind of like an optical course set up for them. Um, and I ran them a lot down there. And I was really intrigued by the way they worked and, you know, just what it was all about. So after the convention, um, we got to keep the cars. Um, and from there, I started just tinkering out in the street with them. And then we found out that going back and back to the hobby shop to get parts and batteries and stuff like that, the RC car magazine, um, we got and started to read up on that. And then we found just less than a mile from RC country, the hobby shop, there was a track that was in town here in Sacramento. And, um, I started going to that track probably 92 ish. Um, and then kind of that's where it's all began. I, you know, back in the day seeing, um, uh, Brad Nibbling met there. Uh, Matt Francis, Mark Francis. The Francis um, brothers were from NorCal. I didn't know yes. that. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, met them. Just a whole bunch of people we met there, and I, and I was young. What sixth grade, seventh grade, kind of in that realm when I when when I started going to the the off road track and just seeing what it's all about, and it was uh, it was pretty eye opening going there and. And checking all of it out. You was hooked, line, and sinker. That's what you were. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I was. And my, my dad was hooked, line, and sinker, too. Like, I just wanted to go to the track every day to, you know, watch racing, talk to the guys there, and just kind of get the inside scoop on it all. And, man, I was I was there five days a week, every day really? after school. Oh, yeah. My, my dad would, or my mom would take me to the track and drop me off. And, oh, yeah, I was there all the time. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, did you get into that? Wasn't it like electric was still big at that time? Did you go? Did you follow it into the nitro explosion in the two thousands, like late nineties, early two thousands, when nitro kind of blew right up? Yeah. So, so back in like what ninety. 96 97 when the 10 scale was so big like two wheel mod was huge up here 30 40 50 guys up here a night on a friday night club race night racing two wheel mod up here because you know we had you know mark francis matt francis world champion up here um we had um rick velo was up here um we had right yep yeah i remember that name uh, Philip Atondo, we had the Dassonvilles up here. We had Brad. Um, we just had a bunch of fast guys. And, and, you know, back in the day in the 90s, to be sponsored by Associated or TLR, it was it was a privilege to be sponsored. Mm-hmm. They just don't hand those out like candy. And, you know, we probably had eight, ten factory, dr- factory chassis drivers up here on Friday nights running. And it was the kind of the premier spot to be up mm-hmm. here in NorCal to run. So it was, it was a pretty exciting time up here in NorCal. And then, um, 
about that same time is when uh, the Motor Man Challenge started happening here at uh, Hobby Warehouse. And that's when um, Ken Walt started coming up, um, Hodap, um, kind of all the faster guys from LA started making their way up here to kind of check us all out. And, and that's when the scene really exploded 97, 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just took off from there. I could imagine. Um, that's kind of the years I was out of high school and kind of still dabbling in RC, but still buying the magazines and reading them and stuff <clears throat> like 99, 2000. when I really got back into it serious. Uh, what was, well, I got to ask you, who was your first sponsor? They weren't giving them out like candy back then. Did you, did you get a sponsor back then? Yeah, so I had a sponsor. I think I had a sponsor back in ninety, late ninety two, ninety three, mm-hmm. when the Reedy Race was at um, Livermore. The track there's a track in Livermore, an indoor ten scale track there. Um, the Reedy Race was there, and Mike Reedy was there, mm-hmm. and I qualified in the B main and open that year. And um, he just started coming up and talking to me, and I had no clue who he was. Mm-hmm. And, um, he offered me, um, you know, the, the re the reading associated sponsorship, which comes, you know, the reading motors and, um, associate, you know, uh, right. chassis sponsor. And I was, I was more than shocked to just see the guy even, cause I read about it in magazines, this and that. And, you know, so it was Mike Reedy that, you know, offered that, you know, all his branch out to me to help me out. Cause he saw the potential that I had at that, at that Reedy race. Um, which was very, for me, shocking to see, you know, and we had, you know, Matt and Mark Francis already running, you know, um, team associated, uh, Mm -hmm. associated up here. So it was, uh, it, it, I, I, I'm very grateful that he, you know, I was introduced to him. Well, I mean, it must've been, what was he saying? Do you, can you remember what he was coming up and saying to you? when when he was talking to you, did you think, Hey, this guy might be lining me up for sponsorship? Cause it was a big deal. I, I didn't even think he was going to offer me anything. I know who he was and I saw him in the pits kind of, you know, doing his thing. Cause he, and you walk by, you know, Mike when you know, back in the day doing 10 scale stuff and all he had is a little pit spot and he, all he had were motors lined up there, his soldering iron and brushes and cutting motors and doing all this. And then all the, you know, big guy named motor Pavitas, you know, Kenwald, all those guys, Matt and Mark, all their motors are sitting there all labeled with their names on them. And like, you walk by like, man, I wish my, my motor would be on his table, have him, you know, tweak the springs or whatever he does to him. And it, I was like, man, that'd be so cool. You know? And, um, I don't remember what he, what he, what he said to me, but I just remember I was watching the races and he just could stand up right next to me and he just started talking and I wasn't even, you know, seventh grade, sixth grade, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is Mike Reedy, you know, look, yeah. it's like an icon in the sport, you know, talking early nineties icon. And sure. it's like, it just all started from there for me. Awesome, man. Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of the California guys and guys who have, you know, really good in intense scale or back in the nineties, they have a, a Mike Reedy story that were sponsored by associated. And it, it's really cool. It's too bad. You know, he's gone. I would have loved to have sat down and talked to that, that man and his knowledge and input into the industry would have been so awesome. Uh, so you did the, how, did you ever, so you're doing all the electric stuff and whatnot. Um, did you take a break? Uh, because I, as long as I'm there, you always run TLR and, um, was you racing nitro? Cause Greg, like I said, Greg always said that he used to race against you and like you guys used to battle back in the day. So I'm a, oh, Greg did some 10 scale racing too, but I'm assuming it's probably more nitro. 
Yeah. So I think I got, a, I got it in nitro, like 90, probably 98, 99 mm-hmm. with the, with the truck, with the 10 scale truck. Um, and, um, I didn't know much about it. I just kind of got it cause everyone was going to the ranch pit stop for okay. like the Norca truck worlds or, you know, that those kind of races were going on down there. So I got one and then I had, um, um, Gene Hustings, um, you know, help me out with the motors and then, um, Conrad, um, kind of helped me with tuning of the motors, kind of what it was all about. I had no idea. All I had to do was just pull the trigger and, and run electric. So yeah, I started racing nitro truck, dude, I loved it. Really loved it. It was amazing to run. And it was, it, it I felt that's what I really wanted to do is run nitro, mm-hmm. um, nitro truck. And, um, you know, I did well down at the, you know, the truck, the truck world cup that they had down at the ranch pit stop more Nats. I did well with the, in the nitro. Um, and what I wanted to do is go eight scale at that time, but all that was out there was a Kyosho or a Mugen. And I just, I just couldn't find the, the right ride. And I, I mean, and I wasn't even looking for a sponsorship. I just kind of wanted, wanted support when I bought a car mm-hmm. to, um, to get it up and running. And I just, at that time, they're just so far and few of the eight skills that were out there in the, you know, late nineties. Um, so dude, I love the that. nitro. Yeah. So a lot of people forget it was, it was Mugen, Kyosho, Ofna had a few cars and Thunder mm-hmm. Tiger had a car. That's pretty much it. And then you had some off brands like Laro and, you know, Bergenzoni had a car. I remember Bergenzoni. What was, um, oh, Bill Hagen used to run. Oh, mm-hmm. The chrono, all that stuff, but not not on the level of Mugen or or Kyosho. Um, so gas truck, uh, it seems like every person that raced it used to love it. Uh, do you still have, own one? Do you have one of one of your old gas trucks? What do you think about these conversions that Ignite's doing right now? Yeah, I don't have my gas truck anymore. I do have the box that it did come in and the really? full instruction manual. It's like in mint condition. Oh wow! Um, and it and I I look at it every now and then and be like, man, that that was a cool ride that I had. I know. Um, yeah, it was. It I really liked it. I, re- I really. I mean, I wish I could have done it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just. Um, up here in NorCal, there was no um, nitro tracks up here because you know, I think w- the most we went to is to Hot Rod Hobbies okay. and ran a lot of the nitro truck there. And, and I think that's where I met uh, Greg. And we're on the same team with AE there, okay. um, Greg and Chad Bradley. Um, and it just it just kind of grew from there, you know, yeah. r- running that nitro truck. And I kind of started leaning more and more to running the nitro truck um, or going to nitro truck events that I could um um, I get AE to send me to, mm-hmm. um, is what I wanted, but I was really just doing 10 scale electric, 10 scale electric is kind of what my, I guess my specialty was, Right, I get you. but then the, the nitro truck just started growing on me more and more. And then I got, you know, associated, send me to a couple of races and it just kind of took off from there for me. Oh yeah. Really? So what happened after that with the truck in, after you got into a gas truck, when did the eight scale finally phase in or like, cause electric kind of died around 99, like nine, it was you know, 99, 2000, I would say, was dying. Mm-hmm. And then 8-scale took over. Well, Nitro took over. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what? that was like in the early 2000s, I would think. Yeah. So probably about 2001-ish, um, kind of, um, I actually got out of RC um, because um, it back then they weren't giving out paychecks. I was getting mm-hmm. contingency money, yes, for, you know, for making mains and stuff like that. 
but it wasn't enough to live off of. Right. And at that time, I think I was working at a grocery store or something like that. And, you know, to go 10 scale racing back in the nineties, it was once a month. You had to take a week off of work mm. to go to these races for the winter chance cats classic. And, um, I just couldn't keep getting the time off of work and not making enough money. So I ended up hanging it up in 2001 and getting a real job and going, um, just kind of leaving the RC behind. Cause mm. at that point it just, it wasn't really fun for me anymore to keep traveling and, you know, expecting results and not every time you can prove, produce the results because they only take 10 to the main. There are no bumps. You don't make the main. There's questions to ask. Why aren't you making mains? What's going on? You know? So I just, I just felt like I had to get out to get some, uh, get some other things going for me. Um, and then, so about 2001, 2002, I kind of hung it all up, um, got out of the sport and then, um, I was um, always in contact with Brad, Matt and Mark Francis um, throughout the years. And then about 2015, I started um, wanting to kind of get back into, I needed a hobby is what I needed because I'd worked my way up, my career up. I had time off. I was able to get away from work. And I was like, man, I think I'm going to get back into RC. So that's what I called Brad you know, Matt and Mark and just seeing kind of what's out there, what's the scene like, what's going on, what's open. And I, um, I dabbled in a little bit of 10 scale right when I got back at 10 scale electrics. We have a local track here about 20 minutes from me. And I got back into it and kind of started, you know, checking out racing a little bit. And it just, I, I didn't feel right racing the 10 scale electric. It just, just with the lipo batteries, mm-hmm. the motors, it was just, it didn't feel like it did back in the day. So I, um, I, then I found out a main was only hour and a half for me and they have eight scale track. And I was like, that's what I want to, you know, kind of go up. So I reached out to Philip Atondo, which he's a, uh, you know, 25 year TLR driver. Um, so I reached out to him and just said, Hey man, I want to get an eight scale. What do you recommend? Kind of get his vibe on it. And he was more than willing to, um, help me, you know, set up and whatever I needed to get the car running. Cause we, you know, we know each other back from the nineties and it was a, uh, and that's kind of where all my eight scales started with, um, um, going to TLR. And I know I'm, I'm a loyal guy and I was with AE for 10 years, 11 years, like solid AE, Reedy pro line, all, all that time. And, you know, it just, I just wanted the support up here to race eight scale and TLR was what Philip was running. And that's the direction I went because that's the, the vehicles that were kind of dominating up oh, there. Yeah. He was dominating with it. The, 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 the low C platform was far superior than what, if what year was this we're talking about? Right? It was uh, 2015. So that was uh, the 3.0. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking it's a little earlier, but uh, wow. You, you only got back in 2015. Wow. I yeah. Thought, wow. Okay. Um, you took a long break. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I got married, I got, you know, started a family, you know, just kind of how to get things more, more situated that it wasn't because, you know, back in the, not like it is now where everybody's getting, you know, paychecks, like big paychecks back then they're only handing out a couple hundred dollars for making mains and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't going to cut it for me. I got to find something that's legit, Yeah, you know, because back in the day, I, I, um, I was at the track all the time. That's all I did five days a week, race, Mm -hmm. practice, race, practice. And that's all I wanted to do. So I did a little bit, you know, a little, um, 
a little college afterwards, but all I could think about was racing. All I wanted to do is go to the track. Really? All I wanted. Yeah. It must have been hard to walk away from that, but you have to make money too. Correct. Correct. Yep. I had a kind of had a big decision what I wanted to do and I decided to just kind of hang it up and, and, uh, you know, go a different direction for a little bit. Well, you're full, fully back into it now. Uh, you've been, you've been traveling quite a lot lately. Uh, we're going to talk more about that. Um, just to wrap it up on NorCal and whatnot. Um, I, why doesn't North Cal get the, the love that, that SoCal, I get it. Well, SoCal is like the Mecca. Everybody knows that's where it comes from, but you guys have great tracks. Right now you have some fast, uh, young drivers. I'm Kyle Turner, Jermaine Robinson, your son, he's doing well. Um, yep. Atondo can still lay it down. You're no slouch. Nibs, when he's, when he's on form, he can do it. And even, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan's really good. You know, all the, uh, 40 plus fast guy. There are some fast guys. But it just doesn't seem to get all the love that uh, it should. Carl and I talk about Carl Vucinek. Vucinek, uh, he's like, ah, oh, North Cal never gets the love that SoCal gets. Uh, why? Because you have some badass tracks up there too. Correct. I think some of it comes down to that we're just not in the main spotlight with all the manufacturers down there in LA running every you know every weekend or a big race or just even club races. Mm-hmm. We just don't get the the exposure that they get down there and you know it's we we stick together when we travel go to la help each other out and root and you know we root for the norcal when we go down and it, it's good to see when we have great success mm-hmm. down there and you know it's it and we're no slouches up here we mm-hmm. we have speed we have the fast drivers we have young fast drivers yeah. coming out and it's just getting them out and exposed to you know la mm-hmm. and yes la is the mecca of mm-hmm. rc um, but, and that's why we, we, we try to get as many of us down there to travel when, when we go and, you know, help out with, you know, share rides, hotel rooms, whatever we need just to get more NorCal guys exposed to, yeah, to the LA market. And I want to get up to NorCal. Like, you know, I want to go check mm-hmm. it out. I want to go A-Main. I want to go see the Sequoias, all that stuff. So good stuff. But I had no idea that, um, Matt and Mark Francis were from NorCal. I did not know that. Yep. Matt and Mark are here from NorCal. I mean, um, we, um, with Matt and Mark, with Matt, um, we grew up in the, in the same town, Matt and Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I didn't even know they lived in the same town I lived in. And, you know, at the, at where I grew up at, there was a, um, um, Jason Moberly. He lived five houses down from me. Didn't even know that. And he worked at the RC track no way. and it's just more people. St- I started finding out there's lived in my, just my neighborhood, not even the town. And, you know, um, back in the day when they would go out and say, you know, you know, read your sponsorships, they, you know, read where you're from, you know, the, the, the town of where we're from started to become well-known because of Matt and Mark Francis, mm-hmm. myself, um, Moberly was there. And, you know, it just started to keep growing of, you know, where is this place? Where do you guys all run? And that's when the attraction all started coming here to NorCal. And we had people from the Bay Area coming up here um, to run, you know, five or six guys every Friday night, fast factory sponsored guys coming up here from the Bay Area just to run because we had great competition up here. Right. You know, I would I need to I need to get Matt or Matt was the more famous one. Did they both win world championships or? or? I it think just Matt, Matt won. Right. Matt just won Royal Chance, but Mark and Matt, they both, you know, Reedy Race champions and, you know, two-wheel, four-wheel. I know Matt's ran on-road, mm-hmm. um, and Matt's dabbled in the eight scale. I mean... But they got dude, out Matt, at so young and just like, that's it. We're done. 
Yeah, but I, I I think they saw the writing on the wall too. It just there it back then there just wasn't enough support like money support to support that as a real job. Mm-hmm. It was kind of here for fun and we do it for our hobby, we make a little money, but you know, we all had jobs on the side that we had to like fully do, but getting the time off of work to go do these races is just was agonizing to get off off of work, you know, begging your employer, please let me go, I gotta go. You know. And it was rough. Uh, Greg always said when he was on the Kyosho team, if you didn't make the A final at a big race, you would get bumped onto the B, B team. So it, that yeah. was some I, cutthroat stuff back then. I believe it. And they start asking questions back then, you know, top 10, you're not in the top 10. They come up, why aren't you in the top 10? Why didn't you make the main? What's wrong with your car? You need to make the main next race, yeah. you know, next next week, you know, next month of Florida winter so champs or, you know. Oh, and that's why I think I got out in 2000. I just... It just wasn't worth it for me because I was taking my vacation time from work to go do racing, which isn't a vacation because now I'm getting pressured to do well. It's just like, I just, I just had to get out. Yeah. It, just, it was too much. Well, now you're back in uh, and you're older. Uh, you're, you're doing it with your family as well. And now you, you're actually in the business. You have uh, two businesses going at the moment. Uh, you have your carbon fiber company. I'm not sure of the exact name. Pro Performance, I believe it's called. Yeah, so it's called Pro Performance RC. Mm-hmm. Um, short, uh, we call it um, Pro RC dot shop. Mm-hmm. Um, is the our, our carbon fiber company that we have? Okay, well let's plug. Let's talk about that. What makes your carbon fiber better than than others? I know it comes in multiple colors and whatnot, and you guys have pretty much got every vehicle so far out there on your list. Yep. So, so. Yep. So we kind of started that uh, almost a year ago, about mm-hmm. 13 months ago, we started at Brad, Brad Nibelink and I, um, we kind of, when the COVID thing kind of hit, we kind of sat down and started talking about, you know, what can we do to these cars to make them better? And, you know, we're looking at the TLR eight scale car and be like, what can we do to make this better? And we're, you know, and we started talking about this, what DNC 2000, uh, 2019, 2019, 2020. Yeah. Um, started talking about, you know, we can make carbon shock towers and make these extra camera link holes, which we think the car may need it or not. And we're like, man, we, let's, we can find somebody to do carbon fiber. And so we had a uh, we we had a guy that that could do some drawings for us, and he did some drawings, and it just kind of all started from there. And then we're kind of thinking, like, you know, everybody sells carbon fiber. What's going to make us different um, selling carbon fiber? And we we came to the conclusion that we're not just going to do a carbon copy cut of you know, say a shock tower. We want to put extra holes. We want to put option part option items in the mm-hmm. part to make it different you know they may not work no mm-hmm. but you have it to try it at least and brad and i when we look at parts on the shelf or you know um if they have different items different holes different locations we're all about that we're like well i'll buy it just to try it because who knows if it's going to work or not we right. don't know what you know mugen tlr kyosha all those guys have been trying all the r d department we don't know so we're going to try it. We'll bring it out. If they like it, they like it. But we found, I, I have a local guy here that does all my, um, all my carbon cutting and he was able to get colored carbon fiber. Um, and I was like, that's going to be the key. Mm-hmm. Color carbon fiber is going to, it's going to make it or break it. Cause everybody sells carbon. We found out when we started searching for it. So it was the color carbon fiber, um, is what we offer we about five or six different colors that we have. It's a seven K weave. It's a tighter weave than the regular three K that a lot of the manufacturers come out with. Um, so it's a little bit stronger. Um, we make different thicknesses in, you know, shock towers instead of a four mil, we make them a five mil. Um, and we just have that extra option 
option to the shock tower, whether it's raising the wing up, you know, seven mils or 10 mils or able to, you know, move your camber links in different locations that the, the manufacturer doesn't offer. Um, and, you know, we did all of the, um, all the, um, we did a majority of the, uh, the eight scales that are out there. Some, um, you know, TLR we started with, cause that's, that's what, that's what I run. And then we went on to the Mugen. Um, we did, uh, um, some Kyosha. We got, so I got some Kyosha stuff in the pipeline now to do, mm-hmm. um, AE car hot bodies. Um, we, we do a lot of hot body stuff. Um, and then we dabbled into a little bit of the 10 scale stuff. The problem with our 10 scale is that we don't have a lot of 10 scale. I don't run 10 scale mm-hmm. right now. Cause I'm, we're so busy. Brad and I don't, we don't have time to go out and go test parts and to see durability. Cause we like to durability, check our stuff and make sure it works. Mm-hmm. And we just don't have the time to go out and go do that now. So we just came out with some, t- some TLR, um, 10 scale stuff. So we know some local guys uh, from back in the day that, you know, we trust and we tr- trust their opinion on, does it work? Does it not? But we get a lot of uh, people wanting the color carbon fiber for the um, AE car, Schumacher car. Awesome. I mean, it just it just keeps piling in. Everybody wants these requests. And I was like, I just don't have time to to do it, draw it, and you know, it just. But it's good though. It's a, it's a good business, and people like the color, and the color pops more when I'm mm-hmm. local at the track than on the you know on the website um people saw it this weekend and it was like wow they, that's all they want is colored parts yeah and it's like, good I, to be different you get tired correct. of everybody having the same black carbon fiber it looks cool yep. but color looks great <clears throat> and where can people find this uh well let's plug your website for that do you, do you have a website or just follow you on instagram or something yep so um on our website is prorc.shop and we're also on Facebook and also on um, Instagram. Um, we're on there. Um, we have full a full web shop with all the all the parts that we offer. Color options um, are all on there as well. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything, or you know anything one off, so you can feel free, uh, feel free to email me, uh, Bryce at ProRC.shop, and you know I'll get back to you. And, you know, I do every now and then, if it's worth my while to make one-off parts, um, I make um, chassis for some guy out of New York for his on-road car. Really? I think it's on-road. I think, I think it's a, uh, a sprint car. Mm. I think they're for, I don't know what they're for. Um, but he buys the right amount from me. And, I mean, it's every couple months he, you know, he's buying chassis and just carbon fiber parts and, and you know it, and it's good and I'm, and I'm trying to get into the oval guys the sprint cars and all that because that's starting to take off here mm-hmm. in norcal too um and you know i have some shock towers for some sprint cars but yeah i mean if i can get some chassis going um i dabbled a little bit in the drag racing stuff mm-hmm. making some wheelie bars i mean bead locks um for the rear wheels and just it I mean, so many people now are getting into. Oh, it's so the, saturated. Uh, that market flooded with different access, uh, option parts. It's, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so I decided to kind of leave that stuff alone and just focus on the on the off road stuff. I'm trying to get in some on road. I have some uh, Mugen Mugen uh, items for the Mugen Nitro Sedan and um, the Eight Scale. I have some Infinity stuff coming really? out for the I Infinity cars. I need some. I'm yep. gonna fix up my GT7 back there. That's the only racing they're doing here. I want to try and go get some. GT racing in. 
Yep. So we got a lot of um, on-road stuff like back uh, back east in Miami, mm-hmm. um, back in back in that part of the country now with uh, Infinity. Got a lot of um, Infinity's um, items going out for um, some drivers back there. So, are you making parts for the GT car, like the one based off the buggy for the Mugen car? Because that's real popular. No, I'm only making them for the GP the, the nitro sedan. Okay. The one, the ten scale nitro sedan, and then the eight scale. Okay. Um, nitro. The F1 um, class. Yep. Cool. The expensive F1 class. That's that is class right. Is expensive. Well, yeah, well, it's, I find out that the, the guys that run on road, they're all about carbon fiber. They want different thicknesses. They want different colors. They want mm. to stand out from, from their competitor who's next to them with the same car. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about, you know, yeah, I'll make it for you. You know, if I, if I can sell enough of that part to make it worth my while to draw it and bring it in, I'll make it. If I don't, then I'm not going to make it. It's not a yeah, good business decision for me to do. Exactly. Hey, time costs money. So That is true. Okay. All right. So check them out uh, at Pro Performance RC to get your carbon fiber needs. But uh, recently you've thrown your, in the last six months, well, I knew about this last year, uh, like everything that sneaks up on me. Uh, but I thought it was out of SoCal, so I was kind of wondering who it was. But then I found out it was you guys up there in NorCal. Lugs Racing Tires. Um, you've, you've joined the, uh, I like to call it the tire mafia because um, it's, it's definitely the big, probably the biggest consumable that we have in RC is tires. Next to nitro will be fuel and clutches, but definitely tires is the, probably the biggest consumable. Everybody needs them. We, you can't win without them. And it's the, it's, I like to say it's the best excuse for a guy that loses. I was on the wrong tires. But you've gotten into to tires, man. I, I, when did you guys decide to do this? How did it come about? And, yeah, just tell us how that happened. Yeah, so we have the carbon fiber thing kind of going on. Um, and we're, I was going good for about two, two or three months. And then we got wind of ProLine being sold to Horizon. And, um, um Brad and I started kind of talking about it and we're, you know, we're like, well, you know, what do we think is going to happen with ProLine going to Horizon? We're Horizon drivers, CLR drivers, and we know how the teams, how the teams ran. So ran like a business and we're like, well, we don't think ProLine is going to keep going to the tracks and we don't, you know, AKA is not going to the tracks. So I go, it would be a perfect opportunity for us to start a tire company and go to the tracks, sell the tires track side and be there for that track side support, which we don't know if ProLine is going to do it or not. And we were, you know, him and Han over it. And Brad and I were sitting there, you know, just one night and we, you know, like, Hey, I, I, I think we can get something done. Let's, you know, find, um, find some tread patterns. We like, we got a guy to draw it. And that's kind of where, where we came out. You know, we had, you know, the, the two most popular tires that Brad and I think of that are out on the market right now are, the J Concepts Reflex uh-huh. tire, and then the Proline Hole Shot. So those are the two tires that we looked at for a couple of weeks, kind of just examining pin size, how's it constructed, you know, the finer details. Is it a, you know, 18 pin across? Is it a 15 pin across? Connecting bars, you know, kind of what's going on with it. What makes the tire work? The inside of the tire, does it have extra ribbing? Is it, you know, flat on the inside? What 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 makes it work? So Brad kind of took the, the, the ball with the tire program and kind of, you know, kind of got it going, you know, kind of did the extensive research on the rubber compounds, um, just, you know, the overall construction of the, the tire um, and just kind of, it just kind of all, you know, snowballed into one. 
and you know the brand of lugs racing was mm. kind of born um um i think i think the you know like i would say the mastermind behind it is brad okay brad's the guy that came out with the, the you know the tread design you know the rubber compound you know we collaborated on it all and kind of you know the direction that the the lugs was going to go because i was busy doing pro mm. selling carbon fiber and so we kind of had that going on and and now it's just kind of you know it's it, it's taking off now mm-hmm. and what we want to do is be up there with the you know, the big three tire companies. And I think, you know, with our, our business model, we have trackside support. We have that coming along. We don't have all the tires that, you know, the different tread patterns, compounds, you know, the top three have, but we know what we need to do to get there. And I think we're far above the bottom tire companies that are out there on on the market right now Um, from talking to, you know, um, drivers that started with J concepts back in the two thousands, you know, I mean, I was a pro line driver back in the late nineties when, you know, Tim was out in the back of the back of the, you know, pro line truck handing out tires. Um, so I think we're in a, we're in a good spot here. We can, we have a really great tire. I think we made in our proto and our, our TQ tire, the compounds so far good. Um, I think this is the proto right here. Can you see that? It's a great tire and it's, it's something just willing to get, you know, it's hard to get people to switch their tire brand because they're so used to a Proline AKA or a J Concepts tires. Um, so we're out there, you know, pounding the pavement, you know, kind of old school, hitting all the tracks we can hit, bringing tires, you know, trackside deals. Um, and then at the end of the weekend, we, we give all our used tires away, you know, whether it's a factory, you know, Proline driver, AKA driver, J Concept driver, just a newbie. We give the tires away um, to, um, any local driver. Uh, yeah. And just get them out there. We're just trying to get the brand. they got one runs. Maybe we have a couple of new sets. We glue it up just so we can, you know, make weight, get home on the plane. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, you know, we, we want people to try them. And I think that's going to be our, our way to get people to try the tires. And once people try them, it's kind of eye opening. And they're like, wow, this is a really good tire, <laughs> you know? And we're like, yeah, we've been telling you guys this for, you know, months that these are good tires. It's just getting people to change, exactly, exactly. you know, break the mold they're in. And I know they're in contract and I, I and I fully understand all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just we're we're um, just trying to get them in people's hands. And that's where we're trying to go to these races, you know, doing extensive traveling that uh, Brad and I and my son have been doing just to get the tires out there and show that that they actually work they're fast brad and i make the mains colin makes the mains you know these tires have speed yeah i'm an intermediate driver 40 plus old guy i know that and i can't make the pro main i know that but i know they're fast and intermediate and if they're fast and intermediate i think they have the speed for a pro guy Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the one thing that lugs racing is missing i know we have philip atondo he's an old guy too he's in a 40 plus you got driver I got Kirkman too. Kirkman's um, no slouch. He's not a pro Kirkman's driver, but he's no slouch. Correct, correct. So we, I mean, we have those drivers, and we it's just gonna take more time for him. I mean, Kirkman's been performing well in mm-hmm. LA. You know, uh, about he's been doing some club racing, testing with that techno car. Um, you know, we had a good DNC performance with him. Silver State was good, and it's good to get our tire on different cars too. Just not mm-hmm. the TLR brand that that we race for. You know, we have um, Jonathan Hernandez um, running the the Mugen car, and then we have Kurtman running the uh, the techno mm-hmm. car. 
um, and just kind of getting some different cars running. I mean, just getting feedback because not every tire is going to work the same on a pillow ball car versus a C-Hub mm-hmm. car. So we want to bring out a tire that's going to be very uh, universal on every car and it's going to work well so we can expand our team when we start um, um, growing more. And, and, and we're already growing just from going to these races every, you know, traveling once a month now. Um, you know, we're getting people signed up on the team, more people are buying them and we go to the tracks and the people now are starting to hunt us down instead of that's us right. hunting them down to sell tires. That's awesome. So, um, um, and I think one of the biggest compliments we had this weekend up there in um, um, the Pacific Northwest um, up there was um, um, Tyler Wonders, the techno driver up mm-hmm. there. He was, um, I'm good friends with him and he knows we, you know, we do tires and, you know, on main day, I went up there to kind of talk to him and, um, he's like, you guys' tires is spreading like wildfire up here. He goes, everybody's coming over to me, asking me about tires. What do you think about lugs? Um, you know, is it a good tire? This and that. And I'm like, it's, it's starting yep. it, the, the snowball it's starting to snowball yep. and it's, and, that, and that's what we need. That's what we need. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you. Um, out of, you know, there's quite a few. All right. You have your, your few. You have obviously Proline, JC, AKA, and then I would say Hot Race are your four major brands. Hot Race, not as not as big as, as AKA and Proline right now, <clears throat> or J Concepts. J Concepts, you know, they, I, I, I think that Drake was a pure business decision because he needed somebody, you know, they needed someone on the West Coast to get a foothold out on the West Coast. AKA is. I'm not trying to talk bad about them, but like, you know, AKA we thought at one point was going to be out of business and they're, they're still here, like, and they're still making tires and stuff. So it's definitely, it's definitely room for companies uh, in the, in the tire game. Uh, and I would say like, you have your other brands like VP pro. Um, I think of it as uh, sweep and all that. They have been around for a long time. They're popular in places, but you guys kind of are doing it right. <clears throat> you traveled to the Southeast you traveled a lot to the Southeast, which means a lot going on there and shaking hands and meeting the people down there because it's South and they like the hospitality. And yeah, it's, it's good stuff, man. Um, I think you guys definitely like, and I mean, not just because you sponsored the podcast, but I see you guys putting in the work, you know what I mean? And not just putting people in the team and saying, Hey, run our products that like you're going to these races and you're, you're getting yourself, you 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 you're sponsoring these races. You're getting your name out there, and that's exactly what you need to to do. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but we have. I think these are the TQs up here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask: uh, Was there is there anything different about these tires compared to others that stands out? Like, is the carcass a little bit different? Is the inside inside rubber like like you know how they have the carcass and the inside different sidewalls? Uh, mm. Did you guys go do all of that? Uh, why? This pin pattern, it looks, I, I'm sorry, I can't really see from her. I need to probably uh, put it up her. It's, it's like, a, it looks, is that individual pins or are they connected? That's what I'm. So they're, conne- so right. they're, so they're connected. So the pins are connected. So uh, between our, our Proter and our TQ, the, the, the pin side. So um, it, actually the pins are called lugs. Okay. So that's how we kind of came right. up with lugs. the name lugs racing. So the lugs from our Proto and our TQ are almost identical size, but on the TQ, they're staggered. The pins are staggered and the middle pins, and I want to say probably the eight or 10 pins in the middle have connecting bars on them. Okay. So about halfway down the pin, halfway down the lug, there's a connecting bar to, and we felt that that connecting bar on that tire gave the pin more support 
um, when you're out running the tire. Cause the problem we found, we didn't, not the problem we found, but with pro line tires on the, on like hole shots, you run a set of hole shots and they start to get edge. You get that knife edge on them. Mm-hmm. The pin's done. The pin starts to fold gotcha. over and, and, and they're slower. So when we went and lo- started looking at, you know, J concepts tires, um, they started to have, you know, the connecting bars on the, on some of the, on some of the treads and they, but theirs were only like on the middle two, the middle two lugs was what theirs were on. Um, so we were, Brad and I, when we were talking about the design, we're like, well, we're going to, we're going to space some more out. Cause we think that that's why that tire lasts so much longer mm. than the, than the whole shot does. So yes, there are, um, you know, connecting bars on a uh, majority of the, of the lugs in the center, kind of mm-hmm. going to the outside to give the tire more support. Um, our tire, our tire wheel and foam combination is five grams lighter than average, um, the average three. Um, our tire, our wheel is a wider wheel kind of um there's other wheels out on the market that we 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 like the the wider size to make our tire have a flatter profile and I not see that. so rounded i see that so the wheels are slightly slightly wider wow yes yes That's- we have a, a, a wider wheel and a taller wheel as well mm-hmm. so it just that makes that 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 sidewall even smaller less sidewall flex on these high grip tracks Correct. So, uh, and on some of our tires, we have to put the, the ribbing, we have extra ribbing reinforcement ribbing on the inside of the sidewall to, to, you know, keep that sidewall stiff mm-hmm. and to make that sidewall more durable. But, you know, we, we sat there when we started looking at a wheel manufacturer and designing our wheel, like all the wheels out there, they're all different from, you know, Proline to AKA to TLR to J concepts to sweeps. They're all different. And I don't know if people really are in depth that much to their tire and wheel game that they just run, you know, they pick up these cause you know, the these cheap. are on sale. Yeah. Or, yeah. And that was me. <laughs> yep. And, but there's that much of a difference. And we're talking millimeters, five, six millimeters that a tire is more narrow. So now you're going to change the profile or the tires, you know, or the wheel is bigger and it's all that changes the, the profile of your tire. So we came out with a wider, a wider wheel, and to get that profile a little bit flatter, because we didn't like, uh, uh, we kind of tried to get away from the roundness of the tire, because mm-hmm. we felt that was a lot of the reason why um, the roundness is more of the washiness of your tire when you're out on the track. That the tire kind of feels like it, it's squirmy, mm-hmm. is 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 the roundness of it. So put it on a wider wheel. Um, you know, we, and our, our, our tire has more, re, some more reinforcement in it. the ribs. We have, you know, ribs that go all the way around, um, not the waffle pattern that some, you know, mm-hmm. Sam manufacturers out there have. And it's all preference too, when you're designing the mold and kind of getting all that stuff done on what your design is and the, and the concept you're looking for. Um, and then also, you know, like the side of our tire with our name on it, you know, the bigger the name on the side of your tire, that's adding reinforcement to the sidewall of that tire mm. when you're, when you're out running on the track. So, um, you know, companies out there, they got the whole sidewall, you know, inked with names and whatever else is on there. That's affecting the sidewall of that tire. So we kind of thought that, Hey, we'll run, you know, put, not make our name little, but just kind of put it on there. Cause then we can change it. It's not much to change the mold mm-hmm. to fill in just a little spot. And then we can make our name bigger if we wanted to. And if we needed more strength, we could do that. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the reasoning, you know, that our name's not, you know, the whole sidewall, the tire, um, because we didn't think we needed it right now. Okay. Um, 
So, so far, so good. Yeah, and just to confirm, you have right now in your premium line is the TQs and Protos, right? Correct. And Correct. Yep. you uh, will you be adding more treads to that uh, to the to that line? Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna um, we're gonna start probably here in about two weeks. Um, we got uh, we we're gonna do a bar tire mm-hmm. or kind of like a a bar tire, maybe like a. Um, like a like a slide lock kind of style like like more pins more rubber to the ground for these blue grooves tracks that we're starting okay. to find out that we're going to so we're going to have another tire come out for that for the premium line and then all the same tread patterns we're having for the buggy is what we're going to have for the truck too okay. so it should be uh pretty good and your compounds are pretty simple it's uh four compounds i believe yes four compounds um and so they're going to be red white blue and then it's going to be the purple for the the mega softs mm-hmm. um and we're just we're just trying to keep it simple yeah we're going to come out with some long wears because we're you're going to need long wear mm-hmm. you know down the road so we'll have that and um we'll get those going but we, we just want to keep it simple we want to keep simple tread patterns we don't want to come out with correct and we don't want you to go to the track and be like well i need you know 10 different tread patterns i don't know what to run you know brad and i are very confident from running how much as we ran these tires mm-hmm. that we can go to the race with just these two sets and two compounds and that's what we're going to run and they're going to be fast really and that and that's basically what we ran um at with the pacific northwest we just went to and um on a track that was from when i talked to my buddy chuck harris who said the track was bumpy and high grip and loamy at different spots too so it was like a tire conundrum up there apparently Correct. Yeah. And I mean, guys are running, you know, anywhere from slide locks to zip downs to I think Cosmos or rehabs they're running. Um, We were on the proto tire up Mm -hmm. there and we thought the proto was um, the part the proto tire was great. It cut through the dust it cut through the bumps. Um, It had great, um, great drive out of the corners. It didn't roll over, wasn't twitchy to drive. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the track was very, you know, had, had very, had a lot of elements mm-hmm. to, to pick the right tire to work. And, you know, some guys didn't pick the right tread. And like you said, it's, uh, if you don't pick the right tire, it's an easy excuse to get out. Oh, I didn't do well because I had the wrong tire. Oh, ride. I know it's the best. Excuse you know, uh, um, what compound was you on in the end up there? On your car, I we ended up on the white compound, the soft compound. Okay. Um, I wish that we would have had some red compound or medium compound because mm-hmm. a lot of the other drivers were going to um, an S two in Proline. They're running or the A the A twos for the J concepts. Okay. They're running, um, but our, I think ours was fine in the in the white compound. There, I wish we would have had the red to try it, but I don't know if it would have been any better, okay. you know, for us. Have you, uh, you've traveled quite a bit. Uh, have you found a region yet where your tires work better? Like on the East Coast, on certain tracks, you it's a J Concepts track. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. PMB kind of is a J Concepts track or any of this. Have you found, you've, you've been SoCal, NorCal, PNW, lots of, like I said, Southeast racing. I don't know where else you've been. I don't know if you've been Texas or anything. I can't remember, Midwest. But are you finding like a certain region or a certain dirt that your tires prefer or are they just working everywhere right now i think they're kind of working everywhere we haven't found a really like home run because we when when brad and i were you know testing tires and doing tires that when we travel east to 
you know, Atlanta, Florida, that, uh, that region, that J concepts are so big down there mm-hmm. that they, they groove up. And once you get that, that JC rubber on the track, mm-hmm. the JC tires kind of work together. Well, it's mm-hmm. grooved on the track. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a JC country down there for them. And our tires worked well there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they were horrible, but I think when we're out here on the West coast and when our tracks don't groove up here, they're mm-hmm. kind of loose, they're kind of loamy, they get watered. Um, they're rough. I, I think our, our tire stands right up there with the, the big three. Yeah. I, I have, I have no problem committing, you know, our tire to a top driver and saying these will work, try them. And, you know, and we have it with Philip Atondo, you know, I, he's running up here in Chico and we, we're, we're going to take him to JBRL here coming up uh, in a couple of weeks to LA and kind of, you know, hope we're hoping to put a little proof in the pudding here to say, Hey, here's a, a pro driver that's running our tires. That's, you know, hopefully going to make, you know, top three, top five and mm-hmm. say, Hey, these have speed and open people's eyes to be like, wow, pro drivers running their tires and doing well, mm-hmm. you know? Because you know, like I said, I I'm an intermediate driver. It's the same thing with also JQ racing. We just don't Mm -hmm. have that pro. You know, we have Joseph, and that's it. Like we needed, we always would needed that guy to put the car in the top three at these races or top five, and we just never had that. So I understand that. I feel your pain on that one. Uh, uh, I remember you were saying that you're gonna sell as a set of four only, correct? Still going that way. Yeah, we're still going that way. We thought when when um, Brad and I were talking about you know designing tires, what what's the biggest misconception of tires when we go order tires? And you know, I was a Proline driver for a long time, and I hated going in there. And I got to order in sets of two everything. Mm-hmm. I got to order four, six, eight, and um, you know, and sometimes they got nine sets in stock. And I'm like, who? Why do you only have nine? Yeah, who like, just who buys one yeah, set? Yeah. Who buys two tires? And and Brad and I are like, let's do something different. Let's, you know, get a bag out there that has four tires, four wheels we sell. They sell wheels in sets of four. Why don't mm-hmm. they sell wheels in sets of two? Remember so when they used to sell them in sets of six? There's off the wheels? Yep. Oh, that was a the pain. Off the wheels. Yeah. Yep. So we 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 want it to be different. And mm-hmm. I think that's a way that we're gonna we're gonna stand out. We sell ours in a set of four. But I think what we're we're running into is people's mindset when they buy tires because they look at our sticker price and they're like, "Wow, it's you know forty eight dollars for a set of tires. That's expensive." But they don't put it together and be four. like, "That is four tires, and you know an average tire on the market now is twenty five dollars. So you're right. fifty dollars, right?" And they're like, "Well, we're not going to buy the tires because they're too expensive." Well, why? But they don't you know think that oh you have four tires, you know, and it's the same deal. I don't you know, understand so I it either. You buy two at $25 or whatever. I know sometimes it's a little cheap at the track when um, Proline or, or AK pulls up the truck. But yep. it trust me, this is RC. And I know that sometimes people are just so accustomed to things that it's hard, change is hard. Change is difficult. That- we're, and we're, we're seeing that now because I think that's some of our, you know, of, of our questions we're getting on emails and Facebook of like, hey, these tires are really expensive. What, what's going on with them? And we're, you know, we have to explain to them, you know, you get four sets of tires and, you know, and everything's sold in sets of four. And that's yeah. how we want it. We want to be different that way. We did see another manufacturer, um, I think, from overseas Europe somewhere that's doing the set of fours too they just came out with selling tires in fours so i think it's gonna be something that's gonna start to pick up here sure why not why not econ line you have a a, 
it's called the economy line. It's mostly for bashers. It's still a racing tire, right? Because it uses the Correct. same uses the same uh, compounds as the premium yep. tires, but just uh, older molds, probably bigger pins. You know, cater to the bashers, but racers can use them a little bit too. Can use them as well. Uh, let's talk about that and what the differences are. Yeah. So our econ tire brand is is. Uh, uh, Brad and I were, you know, talking about tires and stuff and was out there when we started making phone calls and started to re- do some research is that they, um, we, we were able to, um, get our hands on some, um, existing molds mm-hmm. that were, that were out there hard to find. And I, um, and we were able to get them, uh, machined out a little bit different, uh, get some changes done to them, which we wanted. And that saves us a ton of money for getting, uh, um, a race tire mold made to then modifying a couple things on this couple hundred bucks. And we now have this change to what we want. And now we have a economy line tire for, cause we hear when we go to the track and when we started even doing this tire thing, we got a lot of people coming up to us go, what's the price of your tires going to be? What's the price? What's the price? I go, why, why, what's, what's the deal with the price? And everybody goes, well, we use them so much. They're so expensive that we just want a cheaper tire. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, we agree, but we also don't want to kill the market and come out and sell our premier race tire at a cheap, cheap price. And then, you know, we drive down the price of all the tires and everybody crashes. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep our tire prices in line with everybody else. So we decided to come out with this econ tire. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a basher tire and it's also a race tire. Mm-hmm. We, we feel that can be used, um, to, to race out. It's a bigger lug tire. Um, and it's, you know, for the guy that wants to go out and go pound it in the street. Great. Go in the grass, go to the park and go run it. But yet also you can throw it down for, you know, out on at Thunder, at Thunder Alley is where we ran them the most. Okay. And, and they work phenomenal there. We yeah. had, um, Jose Alvarado. Um, he ran two qualifiers on them at a JBRL down there when we were testing them and loved them. Really? And, awesome. Oh yeah. And so it's just, it's a cheaper price tire. We, those tires there are sold four tires, four foams and four wheels, um, unmounted. So you have to glue them, but we figured that's going to be the best way to get somebody into the sport mm-hmm. and not be sticker shock to spend, $75 on a set of wheels and tires and go smoke them in two runs and be like, what? I need more tires now. Um, that's where we kind of came up with the line for the economy tires. You know, we got the big blocks out right now. We have the Y tire out right now mm-hmm. and we're looking to add one or two more, um, onto that line, a bigger pin tire. Mm-hmm. And at some places, the bigger pin tire may be, may be the tire to run when yeah. it gets kind of that, you know, back when we used to run the bow ties or, the you know, fighter. um, Yep. And that tire may work. I, mm-hmm. we just, we just haven't been to the right track yet to confirm if that, you know, is a tire to go to over a proto or a TQ. But I mean, Jose Alvarado proved it to us that, Hey, there, he ran him and he did well in his qualifying run down there running him. And, you know, so we're trying to push those onto the new racers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not sticker shock because they're already sticker shocked. When you buy a nitro car or an e-buggy, how much you spent, you don't want to spend another, you know, so much more. Now you're, now you're on here getting, you know, a premium, a premium compound in a, in, in a bigger lug tire. That's going to last you all day to go practice, maybe two, three days to go practice. And it's a qual and it's a quality product that's out there and you just need the one, you know, the one tread pattern, maybe a compound or two and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, 
and and you and you can spend your money on other things and worrying about burning your tires down in two runs because the trap's super dry. Did you try them at Silver last. State? Uh, I think Nibs did. I think yeah. Brad ran him like second second qualifying run. I think he did because he, he his his thought was all the loom and the low, you know, all the mm-hmm. all the fluff. You know, you ride the cush. Yep. You know, you're out there running. You know, whole shots um, or or reflexes, and we were there on our TQ that you know to cut through you know that you know mm-hmm. what do you want to call it an inch of fluff out there that that bigger pin tire would cut right through it and shit his car looked pretty good out there I mean, running those econ tires hey, i mean all i was thinking while i was watching that was like this is like crime fighter days like throwing some crime fighters and stay wide um mm-hmm. in that fluff all right um let's talk about the future of lugs uh you've been traveling uh, i did not know about the wheels uh, that's interested me. It's kind of like 16 millimeter shocks. Everybody thinks 16 millimeter shocks are the exact same size and they aren't. They're all different sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we expect from lugs? Uh, are you guys going to be traveling more this year? Uh, any, I, I assume you're going to more of the race time events as well. Yeah. So, um, we're going to more, um, we're going to be traveling more, mm-hmm. um, kind of our, I, I want to say our busy season is kind of starting to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Um, our next event we got on ours is we're going to head down to uh, the opening round of JBRL in Victorville. So we're going to hit up that race there. And then um, we possibly might be back the following weekend um, at Victorville again for that uh, memorial race for Timmy T. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, in July, Pacific Northwest, we're going to, um, nice. we're hoping to um, hit up either Pacific Northwest in August or we'll go to um, Wicked Weekend. Um, Wicked Weekend. Yep. yep. We've got Wicked Weekend. Yeah, we're going to try to hit as many races as we can get to. Either Brad or myself will go. And we just want to support, you know, the drivers there and show that the tires are working. We got um, the mobile hobby shops back east, the ones that go to all the race time races. Mm-hmm. We got them carrying our tires now. Awesome. Our tires and wheels are available through um, the mobile hobby shops that are there. Um, they're going to have all our compounds. Um, right now, we only have the white. We have white. We just launched the blue compound last week before we went to uh, um, the Pacific Northwest. So mm-hmm. we have some, the the super soft compounds are available now in the protos and the TQs. Um, and then uh, we're getting red compounds here in about two weeks. Um, so we'll have the stiffer compounds. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're going to have the truggy, the truggy wheel, the truggy tires will um, probably be coming out here. I want to say in about 30 days, okay. we'll have those available. And then, you know, we're, we're always looking for new things right mm-hmm. now. We're doing so We have some glue we're testing, nice. some wheel wrenches we're testing, um, some bodies. We've had some sample bodies come to us that we're, we're awesome. testing that um, and tire foam. We've got different tire foam um, possibly coming as well. Um, to try out uh, that was my uh, um, what do you see the future of RC tires any more innovation like like I said the wheels was something that I didn't know about I mean it's obvious that they're not the same size firms you got you know even just tires themselves like carcasses and whatnot you guys kind of just getting started in this but you're well you're well ahead thinking ahead and you've got many years of knowledge behind you with nibs and all the guys that are helping you out yourself uh, what do you see in that? Like, do we see? Are we going to see some more innovation, probably, out of you guys, or just out of the tire companies? Period in RC. I think the tire companies are. Um, I, well, I think for us, I think you're going to see a lot more innovation coming out. Whether it's different compounds in different shores and different um, 
um, different different types of rubbers that are mixed together mm. to get your tread compound to make it um, you know raceable here in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that coming. I can see different different style wheels. I can see wheels coming with offsets because you know some truggies mm-hmm. out there run offset wheels, mm-hmm. so not everybody can run a standard wheel to, with their trucks. Okay. I, I I almost want to get guarantee it that an offset wheel will be coming for the buggies mm. um, and, you know, different a tuning, where, option. T- a tuning option. Correct. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, offsetting it with your, you know, your scrub radius with your hubs or spacers or whatever. Now you're going to be able to get wheels with a five, a plus five mm-hmm. offset mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever you're looking for. Um, and then I, I think another thing where Brad and I are working on is, you know, different things to balance your wheels out, to make your wheels heavier, you know, to, you know, sometimes you want that lightweight wheel. Yes. But there's other times you want a heavy wheel to get mm. that more traction, get more bite on those loose, loamy tracks. Really? Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I just think it's overall construction of, of the of the tire. I, I think it's gonna going to be something coming down the line. That's mm. going to be something that's going to be pretty mind blowing once 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 it comes out mm. of the of the tire. But it's endless possibilities with compounds and mixing different rubbers together and vulcanizing stuff. And it's going to be, it's going to be very eye opening to what we come out with compared to the big three that are, that are well established and they got good products. And, you know, um, we just don't want to be stagnant. We only have something different gotcha. and something that's going to be that we designed that it's our, our, um, our rubber compound, our, you know, our design, 100% us, you know, and we're backing it, we're running it and we're not taking pro line tires to the track to, for us to run our AKAs or day concepts. We're taking our tire. Yeah. That's all we've taken in the last two months is our tire. And that's what we run. And we believe in our tire and um, we're just going to get people on board to believe with us. And that's why I said like at the races, we give away all our used tires, you know, awesome. anybody want to try them, give them away. Any flack from the big three that you used to be a part of now? Do you get different looks from them? Uh, no, not, di- not different looks. I just, you know, it's it, it's tough for um, Brad and I to be, you know, we are, you know, factory um, TLR Horizon right, drivers right, right. to be, you know, sponsored by Horizon that owns ProLine, yes. which, is a, which is a different, you know, umbrella company of horizon, yes. but owned by horizon. So no, we're not getting any slack. I mean, I've talked to Thomas and Todd and you know, they're it, everything's fine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, I, we don't know the future what's going on. Um, and you know, I don't think there's going to be a problem with it, but you just, you never know. Yep. And you know, I got a plan. Brad has a plan. We have a plan for our future with lugs and we want to continue with that and continue going on it. And I think that uh, we're on the right track right now. We're definitely on the right track. I think so too, man. Um, Like I said, you guys came out swinging. You've definitely, in my opinion, done it bigger than some of the smaller brands that are out right now. Mm -hmm. I know they have their regional places where they're popular. You guys are trying to do it nationwide, which is good. I was hoping you would come to the Nats, but I understand why they're not going to be there. Um, but I think you got, it It just takes time. I mean, when did this drop? Like beginning of the year that it dropped. So now it's June, like, and it's six months in. So it's going to come. More people are talking about you. Um, and I'm sure after this interview, they'll, they'll, more people know who you are. They won't know who Nibs is, but I know who Nibs is. Um, maybe we get him on a, on a later date. 
I think you guys are definitely on the right track. And I'm not just saying that because you guys sponsor the podcast. I like de dealing with the smaller companies too because I'm been I'm kind of like this, man. I've been like this for a long time. It's time for the tire companies to get a little taste of what the chassis companies have been going through. And that's having a plethora of tire brands. But you will come out on top. The cream always rises to the crop, to the top. And those who put in the effort and work will always come out on top, I believe. So you guys are definitely on the right track. And you're racers. Like, you actually race hardcore. It's not like you, you're just sitting behind a dash. You guys are out there racing at these races, too. And, and club levels. Yeah, and I think and I think that's what's gonna get a lot of racers to buy into lugs is that we are racers. We're at the events, we're racing, and we can tell you firsthand experience that yeah, the proto on the track, mm -hmm. the proto tire is the best tire to run because that's what I'm running. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, secondhand, well, such and such is racing this, so that's the tire you should run. Mm -hmm. Well, I you know, does that is that really what he said, or is that what you're selling? Because that's why you got an overstock of tires in the you know with you. Like, <laughs> come on now, you know, because I, I we've had that happen, right, you know, right. in the in the past, and we're like, do these suck? <laughs> but but us being firsthand racers, telling you that information, or go look at go look at my car. That's what right, I'm running, right. you know, or on the starting grid. How many people this weekend came up to you know Nibs, my car, um, Colin's car, and looked at our tires? What do you guys run? What compound you running? And believing that how they actually are running those tires up here, you know, and, and watching the tires and saying, you know, after we come off the driver's side, dude, you guys, the car look good, you know, good tire wear, didn't look twitchy and just getting feedback just from regular racers out there, you know, about the tires. And, you know, then they walk over with us, pick up a couple sets and they're in the same boat saying, these are good. You know, we want to support the, the, the little guys out there, the local companies that are trying to start up and trying to, you know, make, make the sport, you know, not so just connected to the big three. Cause you know, we, we want something different, Yep, I agree. something different than them. I like that. You call this a sport too. Not a lot of people like to call it a sport. I hate when they yeah. call it toy cars and not a sport because it is a sport not physically but it's a sport correct also man i love the enthusiasm i'm upset that we didn't really get to link up at silver state because i didn't come i gotta get me some lugs gear as well a hat and a shirt hopefully um so people can purchase your tires they can can they contact you or nibs on facebook or just go right to your website which is www.lugsracing.com i believe Yep. That's it. Yeah. They can go on to our Facebook. Um, we have Instagram. We also have the website. Um, they can also contact, um, our Brad's information and mine information is both on the website. Mm -hmm. Um, you can email us directly, um, on there, any questions, um, uh, kind of anything we're, we're open to it. Just shoot us an email. You know, you're looking for an event, um, some raffle prizes, event mm -hmm. sponsorship. You I mean, feel free to look us up. Um, we're, we're willing to, um, you know, send some stuff out there to get our name out there and get, um, our tires at the track or even in your local hobby shop. Yep. Um, you know, we're getting tires now into Texas. You know, I know Texas is very heavy, AKA, mm -hmm. um, brand out there, but we're getting, you know, I have a guy out there now that that's pumping tires. I know, I know Jeremy. Yep. Jeremy's pushing yep. the tires. He was just at, um, what El Paso this yeah, weekend, yeah. you know, and he, and he was out there pushing tires and, you know, he sold a, a, you know, a good amount of tires out there for us and, and just building the brand and just, and, and that's all it is, is, is having the, the tires available at the tracks that don't have hobby shops and you go to the track and they just, they don't have anything for that racer that 
ran out of tires, forgot his tires at home. And then they're coming over acting all the factory guys. Hey, could you have any tires I could buy from me? Well, of course they're going to say, no, I no, I don't have any tires to sell because I can't sell tires. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to be and like, yeah, we're here. We're here to support. And we want to have kind of regional team guys like we do, like Jose Alvarado down in um, kind of the LA market. Mm -hmm. We have Jeremy in Texas. Um, that's going to be at these local club races with tires, wheels and have them for sale and be able to support that local group that's out there. We need to get you a Southeast and East Coast guy. Uh, yep. Yeah. So hit up these guys, um, hit up uh, Bryce or Brad or use the website and go buy some tires from them. And I'm going to throw in a shameless plug here. You can use promo code NNRC lugs in all caps and save 35% off your order from them. But uh, let's show them some love. These guys love RC. They're racers. They got a small business and they're trying to do things. So let's uh, let's support these guys and, and get some lugs tires at your local hobby shop or or be that person that's running the tires at your at your track and get more people going. That's how things start. So check them out. And um, you know what? Uh, you know what, Bryce? Before we, we end, we close this, I have to, we do, I'm doing my, it's like my 10 second, 10 question sec, my 10 question, 10 second segment, but now it's called the TNR Fuels uh, Stop and Go. So this is where I ask you some quick questions about, and you have to answer them right away. So this part of the podcast is brought to you by TNR Fuels here at the NNRC. We are all about the glory and that glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest nitro fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family. Made by racers for racers. TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA. For more information to support the company or purchase some fuel, visit www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com or find them on House of RC or Facebook. All right, Bryce. Um, I think you and TNR are kind of the same. Small business, small business, uh, racers, you know, racers that are race because, you know, Chris is racing a lot as well. I love to see this. This reminds me of 90s RC all over again. And I think we've seen that a lot in in this in this COVID era, in this last two years. Lots of small companies coming out and doing how, how it was back in the day. So it's really good to see. All right, Bryce. So I have a few questions here for you. And you can answer them short or you can answer them long, but it's up to you. All okay. right, so the first question is, old school, Lermy, rough track, or new school, high bite, not so, you know, no Lerm? What do you prefer? Old school all the way, all the time. See, I like that. All right, I, you probably said this already, but your go-to, if you was to go to either one of these tracks right now, what would be your go-to lug style? It would be the TQ in okay. the white compound. All right. We talked a good bit about North Cow Racing. North Cow Racing is, in one word. Um, the youngsters. Okay, I could agree with that. Greg Dagani always says he raced against you and knew you back in the day. I just have one, and the question is, Greg Dagani with a question mark. What? <laughs> Out of control. I know, especially after Silver State and his interview. Oh, my gosh. He hasn't changed at all. Ever yeah, since I met him in the 90s, he has not changed one bit just to the way he holds a conversation with you, to the way he talks, the way he wrenches, the driving it's he's out of control, but it's it's what the sport needs, though. It's just the, it's the characters that are out there in the pits, and that's what makes it fun. I agree. I agree. We need more of that. All right, um, your son, he's getting fast. He went up to you to with the PNW this week. He's been traveling with you to mostly all these races, which is awesome to see because that's how you and your dad started, and yep. that's how a lot of people started. And I'm all about the youth. He's definitely making a name for himself. 
when will the time come where you stop racing to focus on him? Probably next year, because I think he's going to be move up to intermediate and I will just be the a 40 plus okay. a 40 plus only driver. And um, he wrenches on his own stuff already. Really? Not like, not like deep into it, mm-hmm. but he, he works on his own cars and he, and he wants to try setup changes and he, and he knows stuff and what it does. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to try it, I go, go and change it on your car. He does his Camry, does his ride height. And I go, let's go run it. That's awesome. You know, and it's, it's building the confidence in him, but I've seen him grow since, um, what July of last year, he raced P and B July last year in 2020 in the mm-hmm. under 15 class. And he was in the B main and didn't get out of the B and till now, I mean, it's, we went to back to P and B what eight months later, nine months later, and he straight just killed it. I mean, yeah, he ran away with the truggy. Um, we had a problem in the buggy B mm-hmm. and the buggy a main. Um, but it's only time coming that he just needs to put it. He'll, he'll put both classes together and it, it's cool to listen to on the headset talk during the race. And, you know, he, he gets really pumped up for it and he's all about racing. Like he can't stop talking now because we just got home from Spokane yesterday and today he wants to go to Burlington, which is in what four weeks. He that's all he wants to talk about now. It's going awesome. to Burlington, going to Burlington. He's Great. so cute too, man. Oh, I love. I, yep. He's so cute. Um, the beautiful son you have. Um, I love seeing that though. Honestly, I I would I hope that happens with me. Probably with my daughter. Now my son's getting a little older. Probably nine, but um, that's how it started for a lot of people, man. And I love the fact that he wrenches on his own stuff and does setup stuff. I think. I think it's such a disservice when fathers do all of that for their sons and don't teach them that they, they're just setting them up for future failure. So awesome job. Awesome job. Yeah. I, I like, it. and I think the, the, you know, one of the proudest moments right now for me is I think there's two, it's us both winning SIC mm-hmm. in the truggy class right. and back to back races. And then leaving this weekend of him bumping into the open truggy a main starting 11th, I think he started. And then he finishing, fifth top five and i finished third but i think the coolest thing is is i was right next to him on the driver's stand like awesome you know just having him there next to me you know yeah i could you know i had my headset on my pit guy and so did he but it was just you know conversation with him just up on the driver's stand about driving and you know coming up on him just you know racing with him out on the track it's we, I don't get that a lot to go race, you know, with him. Cause I'm either pin for him or he's pin for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a, a very, um, you know, special moment for us. And he was so pumped to get fifth place in that race. And he didn't even know he got a trophy and he's not about a trophy, mm-hmm. but he was just so pumped to get fifth place on that, in that race. And man just smiles all day after that. And he's, he's so excited and he's at that age of, of where he can be. And that's kind of, you know, he started a lot, a lot earlier than mm-hmm. I did. And, you know, I start to see a lot of kids out, more kids out at the, um, at the track silver state. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kids that's out awesome. there with their parents, which, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some places you go, there's not a lot of kids and, know. you know, it's, 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 it's kind of worrying for the sport, but you know, it's a special time for, for him and me to travel, go to these races. It's RC cars and you know there, there's a bigger picture with school and other stuff that needs to be done first but if he has a goal of wanting to do rc he needs to do the school and he understands that at a young age that he already is how old is he just curious he's uh he's 10 and okay. he'll turn 11 in july okay so he's like two years old my son goes nine next next week um yep. so i but he's nine going on 18 he thinks uh 
Good, man. I love to see that, man. I can see the pride when you talk about him, too. So keep up the good work. Um, all right. Going to throw you under the bus. This one, best track in NorCal. CVR. Okay. I heard it's a great track. And we forgot to mention him earlier uh, as part of NorCal. CJ Jelen, man. One of the fastest guys out of NorCal yes. right now. Um, been super impressive if the races is go to. What's your thoughts on what's your what, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you think of CJ? The first word for CJ is he's fast, super fast. He's he's super fast. He um um it, it when we go up to A Main to go to practice. Most of we go to A Main on Sundays to go practice, and CJ's out there, and Brad and I are there, and probably Philip is there too. And just watch the, he just runs laps after laps after laps at that track. And he's just, he's, a, he's so precise with that car. It's from his x-ray when he ran x-ray to now running Kyosho that it's, I think he's one of the youngs, the, the fast youngsters mm-hmm. coming out of NorCal with CJ, Kyle Turner. Um, you have Kyle Lane coming up now. Um, I mean, there, there's, there's some fat Jermaine Robinson coming up. Um, I think then, CJ you know, is just a little bit above those guys, though, because he's like world A mains and all that stuff. I just want to see him race more. Um, but he, I think he made both final, he made DNC and Silver State her uh-huh. recently. So it'd be good to see what he yes. does at the Nationals. All right, man. I, that's all I have. Um, as usual, we planned this to be short and we went long, but it was a great conversation. Thank you for your time. Thank you for believing in the, the No Name RC podcast. Is there anything you would, anybody you would like to thank? Or say before we sign out her? Yeah, I'd like to, uh, you know, obviously thank uh, Brad. You know, we, we've had, we've had a, you know, a great adventure. You know, man, we started way back in the 90s, you know, racing together, traveling together to now what, what we've come up, you know, with Lugs Racing, ProRC.shop, um, where that's gone. So I want to thank him, um, you know, and then uh, come out with uh, TLR, Horizon, um, OS, um, lugs pro pro rc um jt bearings um vrp flashpoint fuel you know just kind of all the people that kind of believed in me when i got back into the sport um and you know just kind of kind of helped me along throughout the way and you know it's i've been you know i'm very grateful for the sport and uh, very grateful for what it's gave uh, given to me then and what it's doing for me now and even you know even for my son what mm-hmm. what what is bringing for him so um it, it, it's a great thing to get into and i'm i'm proud where we are now um for me as a racer and calling and then even for for lugs and for pro and you know to have brad and i you know our, our, our friendship kind of go, you know, coming along with this and get the, the business going and get stuff done. And just, you know, in the end, it, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be something very special in the end. That's going to be, um, uh, something to be proud to be a part of. Awesome, man. You know, if I ever get to racing again, which I hope I do, I'm going to get me some lugs tires and try them out. We need a tracker, but hopefully I get some racing while I'm in America. Um, Hey, you guys check them out. Like I said, it's a company. It's a small company made by racers. You just heard the man out there running these tires. They're racing them. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. You know. They're, they're not gonna give you. They're gonna give you the real answers. So go up. Yep. Hit them up if you if you're at a track and you see him. Go up and see him or Nibs. Talk to him if you're interested in getting some of these tires at your hobby shop or just running them. Hit them up. You can, I, I believe you can even hit them up on Facebook if you like. If you want to do that or IG. 
And uh, let's uh, help spread this the lugs love, man. And and let's uh, let's get this tire around the around the world, not just in, in Latin America. So, good job, man. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for your time. And I look uh, I look forward to seeing you again. I don't know when it's going to be, but hopefully sometime this year. And I'll be following your son's progress because you know I I love the young kids and and that's the future yeah. of RC not us old farts and 40 plus it's the uh, that's right it's those young guys we you know if we don't if we don't groom them now there won't be no 40 plus races in 40 years in 25 years so you know that is true thank you for your time tell nibs i said what's up and yeah lugsracing.com everybody check them out and if you want to get some now save some money use the promo code nrc lugs it will be in the written description of this podcast thank you bryce go get some rest and have a good day man thank you sir have a great day i appreciate all your time thank you Raceway, the home of El Paso's world famous motocross inspired eight scale off-road track the showers family has over 20 years experience creating one of the premier tracks in the usa their world-class facility has everything handicap accessibility covered beds Space for parking RVs, trailers, and lights for night racing. Follow SDRC on Facebook under Sun City RC Raceway for updates of coming races or host your own race. So, one of the biggest, one of the, you've been a long time supporter of the podcast and we've become friends over this time. Um, the owner of House of RC, he's been on this podcast a few times. I'd like to welcome Mr. Connie Svensson. What's up, Connie? How are you? Hi, thank you, Keenan. Always great to be back here. Yes, um, big shout out! Congratulations. Uh, we made noise about it, but you was kind of working behind the scenes. You're collaborating with Efra. That's good to see. Um, explain exactly what your role with Efra or what the collaboration will be with them going forward. Yeah, sure. So I, it's actually we're going to take this step by step uh, and really see. What can EFRA bring to House of RC and what can House of RC bring to EFRA? Mm -hmm. I think what House of RC has is the whole community part. So to bring all the drivers uh, together, uh, all the tracks, the clubs, and into one place, because then we can start building really interesting features to bring in new users to the hobby, uh, but also have user profiles and things that EFRA had already been thinking about now they can really rely on house of RC to provide that content. Mm. Um, so we'll, we'll have a couple of ideas on, on how to do that. And I'm, I'm going to show one of them here. Uh, and then also from house of RC, we really want to have engagement in the platform. So what we want uh, IFRA to kind of provide um, is to get all the federations in Europe to backing this, uh, to get their drivers and clubs and, and stores to sign up for the platform because that's first when we then we create this kind of network effect when everybody is one place then we can start doing really nice things and i've been talking about this how important it is to get the content the data and the users in there and, and now we're actually uh close to three thousand people so it's it's uh, growing steadily uh and and we've seen an increase and in an uptake uh, in the last month so that is love it and i think now people are starting to talk to each other and kind of invite their friends uh, so uh, i also want to add because i know that you have been kind of uh you know um Criti discussing critical critiquing, yes. yeah critical to Ephraim and the way they're working you know they spent a year and they came up with a logo i have to say actually that 
at least in my collaboration with Efra, they have been very forthcoming, open, uh, never really. And I've been in a couple of meetings. I never heard about any, you know, blacklisting or races. They even talk about RCGP as, you know, an uh, inspiration. And um, so I think there are really people there that want change. And I think you can see that in the live streams yep. that the ones that you see, they are they are all for this looking at different formats, qualification, how can we, what type of content can we bring in uh, to, to really engage? And also discussing the target group. Is it for the racers? Is it to bring in new people? And who are we actually serving? And they're, they're discussing the right kind of questions. It will take some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, there are forces within EFRA and any federation that, you know, want to keep everything as is, of course. But uh, in this way, I'm, I'm I'm very actually happy with how it has turned out, and and Matt and Javier, we were talking uh, constantly back and forth, and they're you know asking you know could this be possible? So uh, I I feel that That's it's awesome. um, this yeah hopefully awesome. this could be great for the whole industry, and I hope that now if other federations like Roar and mm-hmm. and Ifmar of course can you know maybe um, follow in their out, footsteps, uh, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, we listened to the live the other day, and um, it was good. I watched it. Um, I'm, I was excited for you. House of RC is definitely grand. I like. I see the competition that you was doing. Like Kevin, uh, RC Kevin was good. Not uh-huh. if they will have. That's that's what we need. Um, yeah. And it's good to see because I know it was. I know like we need you need the data in order for to make this work. The more people that get involved in it, the better it will be. And it's it's just hard to get even me like when I I'm like how do I do this Connie and you have to go and ex- explain to me it's definitely something that has to to be learned and it but it's growing and I think more and more events are happening more and more people are sign up I mean even today uh, Wally was asking for tracks in Florida and you was there like oh you can look her and I was like Connie's on it Connie is on it yeah but that's how we yeah. have to think. You know, and, exactly. Um, I think it, it will take time for people to readjust. And, you know, you're so used to, you know, checking Facebook or Googling or something. Uh, and, and so people have to learn and get it into their system that, that, you know, House of Arts is the place to go to to find these type of things. You know, I'm trying to get people to have more setup sheets. And actually, that is one great uh, thing that we did a couple of weeks ago. We've now in a collaboration with uh, So Dialed, the app that that is all uh, about setups. Uh, And they have, you know, done this into science and they support every model. And we will never go down in in the details. So we, you know, we hooked up on on, uh, Facebook and said, you know, how about we really integrate our platforms instead? So now you can link from... House of RC into so dialed and uh, in so dialed you can enter your uh, House of RC ID and link back to your profile. So that is really how we would like love to uh, work with others. You know, build on what others are doing, uh, and together we we get stronger. Awesome! And you've been helping me out with the NNRC Cup, and yep. we'll be working together at the nationals as well. Uh, you know, small little things like you're, you're, yeah. you have to drive. Like the stuff that we used to look at on magazine, not magazine, but on Neo Buggy back in the day. Little things like that. Instead of just posting up lap times, we mm-hmm. actually have some picture. I, I thought that was so great. And I appreciate we did that at Silver State and um, for the Silver State yeah. coverage. So I'm looking forward to that. And thank you. Um, and if you guys haven't How checked out the NNRC Cup, check it out on House of RC. 
So how about if we actually bring up the NNRC Cup uh, here? Sure. If you can uh, show my screen, I'll um, actually start with just showing this new uh, page. Uh, this was also kind of developed uh, before the collaboration with EFRA, but then it actually accelerated uh, because we saw, I got inspiration from some of your interviews with people that have great beginner guides to RC. And I said, you know, a lot of that is great content, but the things about what clubs are in your neighborhood, what are the different cars and all that, that could be dynamically driven from a, a platform like House of RC. So we created this new page under dashboards. Now we have two things here. The latest in RC, that is kind of the main page, which you're all used to. And then we have this RC in your area. So what this does is brings up all the content in your area and then it's based on your address. So the better, if you have just specified your country, you won't get any real good um, precision to this. So, you know, enter your city. That, that is the least you can do or and, and state. Okay. Uh, if you don't want to provide your street address, that's fine, but city, right? So then you can see, you know, what are the tracks in your neighborhood? Or it could be water if you like to, you know, uh, have RC boats mm -hmm. uh, or crawlers, you know, trails and things like that. So places are not just tracks, uh, okay. everything that, where you can bring your RC. And quick, then you have a uh, quick question. Are you seeing um, more non-racing entities uh, 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 signing up for House of RC, not just racing like bashing racing is definitely the the, the biggest okay. uh, part of this and then you know while you're asking why not just look at the uh statistics and we can see what what are the different type of of people we have and here you see once you go to this you actually get the stats for wow. your country and which is, this is cool right so mm -hmm. in, in sweden i can see we have 487 users in sweden uh, so that's great yes. and 57 percent of those are racers but we also have 27% are just hobbyists. So they're just collecting RC cars, you know, mm -hmm. they're building their collections. I've seen people that has like 20, 30 cars in their profiles. And another hidden feature, which we haven't really announced and talked about a lot, is when you build your collection, you can go to your car and then you can see other owners of the same model. And all of a sudden you can connect with everybody that has, you know, a Kyosho or, or whatever, you know, uh, car you have, mm -hmm. but you can only see it if you add cars to your collection. Okay. So, so you can, so that is great. And that is how we can start kind of bringing people and bring them together, which shares the same uh, interest for some sort. Uh, and then you have bashers, of course, and uh, even others. Um, but I, I would, uh, would lie if I didn't say that I would like to see more, mm -hmm. You know, crawlers. Um, you know, plane pilots, um, boats, and, and and that kind of of people. Uh, looking at categories here, we can see that cars is the dominating category, of course, with seventy five percent. But also, we have boats, seven point five percent. So you can see, uh, it is really house of RC. Uh, but it is because I have this network of people that uh, race RC cars. So, uh, but. I really would like to get into those other uh, RC categories. Uh, so if, if you're out there listening to this, uh, you're interested in this, please contact me and, you know, say, we've, you know, what type of different forums and Facebook groups and things can we get in touch with to, to bring it in there as well? Yeah. Uh, because it's built from the ground up to handle all type of RC, really. We need to um, um, get 
Mar- is you need to get Mark Santa Maria. I know. Uh, I, I tried to contact him, and I don't know if you have a direct line in I'll there talk because to I haven't. I'll talk to him. Um, I think this would be good, and um, oh yeah, he, he can connect that basher market and eat all that stuff, which yeah. is really good, and it would be good for his his market of people too to get more exposure. I'll, in fact, I'll I'll talk to him. I'll message yeah. him. So, so for new users to RC, you could sign up and just go to this page because if you say your type is beginner, you're actually taking to this page directly. So this would be your default start page and you have some resources here, you know, what, what you need to know about getting into RC, but you can also see, find people close by to you. So you can contact them and say, you know, no, can I come watch, you know, when you race or, you know, what type of cars do you have? Or you can actually go in to see on their profiles what type of cars they have because it's always a good advice to buy a car or a common brand which many people use at your club or local track right okay um so this is this is a new uh place uh so and it also also only gets as good as the data in here so if you don't have all the stores and tracks in your area please add them this platform is open for anybody to add content in there. It's, it's not us from House of RC that adds content. It's the community. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So let's, let's go to the NNRC Cup. Uh, and I also updated the, the search feature here. Yes, uh, because my, I couldn't see. I was like, Connie, I can't see this font. And then I was yeah. like, we kind of have to write the whole thing like maybe just nnrc and you fixed it within a matter of hours so thank you yeah so and that's and you needed a function where you could share a link or url mm-hmm. from the app and i provided that so yeah. under the green create button if you click on that in your app you there's a way to share the current page so you can share it in your you know social media and other channels so this is the nnrc cup and this is set up as something called the rankings or standings uh event and anybody can set up you know at your local club you have some you know club ranking standings um you can set it up do this and if you're a supporter uh from an organization standpoint of the platform like in an uh, rc is of course if you click on the known name or nnrc you can see you know you're a supporter yep um and then you have access to some special cool features to do the ones that we showed for the silver state. So clicking on standings here and it's called standings now, not rankings anymore. Yeah. Right? I, somebody, uh-huh. it was fun. You know, who actually messaged me, uh, Rick from top 25 rankings. And it's like, I think Americans get rankings and confused. And that's when you had the rankings on there and Rona was like, but we have top 25 because we're not competing with, uh, Top 25, they're mm-hmm. a ranking system. We are, exactly. we are we're and doing a series. We didn't know that top 25 is on House of RC as well, actually. Yes, so um, we have a, a collaboration there going on as well. And here you have this dashboard. So this is only available for paid supporters like NNRC. And you get this super cool kind of graphics mm-hmm. uh, instead. Uh, and, and this is great, you know, showing all the brands and, and supporters uh, of the different drivers. Um, I really love this. Now, uh, people may ask why. I had a few people ask me why is is this blank? Or why? Because the people, these guys, need to get off of their butts and make a profile like like Brandon Rose. Yeah, we don't have nothing on him because we no. know what he drives, but he needs to go in there and make a profile for himself. 
yeah. so he can do yeah. so he can be i mean this and is great for their sponsors you know, we don't have a picture for him there mm-hmm. uh so as, as you said it's it only becomes as good as you you know um you feed it with content uh so many of these drivers we would of course love them to get in here and, and you know manage their own profile um so the last thing uh while we're at it we're talking about events here and and we've been contacted with by a lot of different organizers that that wants to set up events serious and, and all that so i would like to just do a really quick um run sure. around how you set up a series because uh it could be a little bit tricky of course um and as you, always the green button in the lower right corner takes you to create any type of content in the system so uh in this case you want to create a race or or event so and as we said there are so many different type of events we mentioned the uh the rankings uh thing as one type of event we talked about uh race series competition or just set up a, a club practice or meetup uh work day uh you have down here to work on the local track so mm-hmm. a lot of different things uh in here so if you want to set up a series of of different races you start with setting up the series itself uh that is very important um, then you can set up uh, provide things like how many drop races how many points you do you score for a uh, tq mm. um, you can also set you know who's the organizer of the race on what track will the uh, race be held at but also a, a parent organizer this is sometimes used by federations or you have a, a other kind of main uh, let, let's say the example of RCGP so you could have maybe uh, the parent organizer being RCGP and the organizer being the local track so for example if it's uh, Figueredo or, or, or you know the Walter brothers at Fearing uh, they could be the organizer that is actually organizing the event at the track. And then you have RCGP as the kind of main thing. So you can have um, uh, uh, kind of a structure there, mm-hmm. right? And, and once you've created the event, then you uh, can actually go in and add all the classes to the event. So let's take one example of a series here. Um, uh, Matt uh, Olson here has this mod uh, championship, which is just for both for fifth scale, which I'm a big uh, fan of, and eighth scale. Uh, a great series. Uh, you provide your your poster here, uh, all the different classes. This is another good way. In America, people love to set up hundreds of classes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's not, I mean, in, in Sweden, uh, we set up many events have one class. That's right. it. Nitro, eight scale. That's it. There is no other division of it. Um, I think he has that here. It looks like just eight scale nitro. Uh, I can't see. Okay. Uh, he has fifth scale, uh, eight scale, e-buggy, truggy. Yeah. He doesn't uh, have them split up into, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he doesn't have any like uh, open or sports. He or actually has pro and he, he and, and uh, novice and, and those. I think, <clears throat> but there is a copy button out here, so that is always a good thing. If you want to create many of these, you can just click the copy button and then we copy it, and then you can just change whatever you want. So you create your series first, you add all the classes, and after you've done that, then you start creating your kind of local races for that series. 
Because what happens then when you click the event button there is that those classes get copied automatically to all the uh, local races. Okay. Um, and that is also how you can then bring in a, a, a total standings of the whole series of cup. So you can kind of compare uh, the different uh, individual races. So, gotcha. so that is uh, really important. And then when you sign up, you have all type of, do you want to uh, enable a waiting list or do you want to just block it? Uh, there are so many different options. So you, you have to go in there and, and you know check it out, what's available. You can require people to enter the brands and sponsors, uh, transponders, licenses, and all that. So just contact us if you have any questions regarding this, because this is the most advanced part we have in the platform right now, mm-hmm. is the event management system. And, and I, I, I like to stress that it really... Uh, is, uh, I think, uh, above and beyond anything else out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, oh, yeah. As, a, as a supporter, you can also add sponsors um, to your event. So they show up on the page and, of course, link to their profiles and all that. So that's an extra service that you can provide to your sponsors that they actually show up um, with, with, with the event. But uh, we're starting to kind of have certain features just available for organizations or users that are subscribe our subscribers. And it's just $5 a month for users, $10 a month for organizations. We don't think it's too much to ask. And then it's also see it as kind of a Patreon mm-hmm. uh, shift. You know, if you really like what we're doing at House of RC, you want this to, you know, live on. Uh, we have development costs, server costs and all that. Uh, it's it's not free to have a platform like this. Uh, and then we will add a lot. We have so many really pro, pro features coming out in the uh, future where I think people will happily, you know, actually spend $5 a month hey, to get them. Time costs money. I subscribe. I pay. Uh, yeah. So I, if I like it, I pay for it. So uh, I know I know all about that. Um, $5 is really nothing a month. Um, so... Yeah, go for it. It's it's great to see it evolving. Um, from I remember when you first told me about it, and man, you've just been super busy. You know, you've been consistent hammering it, and people's yeah. been watching it. So, RC World with JQ. What's this? <laughs> Did I miss that one? Yeah. So again, this this section here, links and resources. Anybody can add a resource. It could be whatever. It could be blog post. Mm-hmm. It could be a link to a video. So this is. Um, uh, I don't know who is, you know, Rafi Diaz is posting this, mm. uh, Stefan Recobe. So anybody, this, this is, this yeah. is open for you to do this. You can like and share these different, you see, you have a little like feature there. So really, you know, build content community, find all the stuff here. Um, awesome. I think we, the yeah. app is cool too, because, um, I've been using it just to get my, like it like has everything like circus RCs there, live RCs there, and I could just scroll through it and see it. I know it can be a little bit busy on the app. You always say it's better to use this on the yeah. on the desktop, which I would agree. But you know, sometimes you just got to use the app anyway, so it doesn't matter anyway. But I it, mean, if you're on the go, you want you need to use the app, of course. But it's it's there's a lot of content, a lot of data. It's really challenging to create a good user interface for the mobile. I think we are. Uh, it's it's good, uh, but I, I I would say it's better on the desk of 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 course. Yes, um, and uh, 
Uh, I also like to keep track of all these stats. Uh, you can go here and check, you know, what are the biggest countries, you know, United States, of course. Uh, then we have Sweden, you know, local supporters. That's good. Uh, and then we have a, a you know, uh, UK and Canada, they're, you know, really close by. France has actually picked up a lot in the last couple of weeks. I don't know. So this is so funny because I see some users, they share it in their, you know, local communities and forums or groups, and I have no clue uh, about it. And then I just see spiking users from a certain area, uh, you know, and they mm -hmm. set up their events. It's, it's, it's almost like, you know, being this fly on the wall and, you know, look into people's RC lives. It's 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 interesting. It's, it's really fascinating. Um, Sweet, love it. All right. Well, I'm glad that it's it's growing. Um, like I said, we'll be working together here in the next again in the next week or so when I go to the nationals. And um, yeah, just it's just it's it's snowballing now, Connie. So that's good, and that's it, a good thing. It is. And before we leave, we we have to check out this thing. The 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 question of the day always, right? What is it? Is it Nitro is the glory and Ibai pays the bills? I don't. Let's look at the. Uh, I see that. Statistics. That's not good. That's not a good sign right there. It's too close. When we had this the first time, I think it was very close. It was like 45, 45 or something. Now it's 50% electric and Nitro is 41. You can't so have that. Electric is, is, you know, picking and going away with this. Then e buggy guys. All them e-truggy, see? <laughs> and I'm one of those gas guys. Oh, I know that. 8.5%. Awesome. All right, Connie. Well, thank you for coming on and explaining some new uh, items here on House of RC. Um, uh, remember, people, This the more people that join this, if it doesn't, this isn't about racing, just RC racing. This is RC, period. Drifting, um, scale trail, boats, airplanes uh what else rc yeah i would Combat. love to get drag racing on here yes There's no practice guys should go in here we have that as a class uh that would be a dream to get them in here yes after that big race they had this past weekend oh yeah uh yeah it's good stuff so go to houseofrc.com fill out your profile you can become a supporter if you want but you know that's up to you but connie trust me this is a passion project he has a real job <laughs> this is just something he's doing on his side and because he thank god <laughs> yeah thank god this isn't paying the bills we'd be you'd be in trouble but uh yeah. it's a lot of work and time and effort and connie is very responsive to uh uh improving things or suggestions and uh he's he's it just if you have any questions you can contact him or house of rc or contact him on instagram as well go on his profile and there there's all his links yep Cool. All right. Um, Connie, thank you for your time. Thank you for your help uh, with the No Name RC podcast. Oh, look at your servers looking all. Mm, look at that. And here, look at this. So dial here. So uh -huh. this is how it shows up in my setups. Uh, so clicking on this will actually take me to the so dialed uh, service. So we have integrated this way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like, this is my, my collection. 20 cars. Is that here. like $1,000 worth of servers right there? Uh, that is, uh, yeah, not really, but yeah, <laughs> it's scaleless. Yeah. We, we don't talk about money in, in fist. Yeah. Your wife would kill you. Um, my wife wants to kill me now. I just got something in the, in the mail this week. All right, Connie. Um, good. Your profile is really nice. Really nice. 
Yeah, so th this could be an inspiration if you want to know what can be done, you yeah. know, adding your links and resources, setups, but also really add, you know, the events that you're uh, participating in uh, and the results. You can add them here after the fact. So the event itself doesn't have to use House of RC for signups or results. You can add that event and then the results to build your kind of uh, profile and kind of your resume of, mm -hmm. of RC. So. Good stuff. Um, I think, yep. You're going to see more team managers utilizing this here. I bet you at the end of this year. I hope so. And, and um, I think there is a community out there. One of the sponsors of this show that is actually building their community uh, on House of RC. Uh, who's that? I don't know. Yeah, who could that be? I don't a, know. A company starting with Mayako. Uh, so oh. that's another feature and, and service that we provide for Mayako's uh, community. Uh, they can actually see them, uh, you know, where all the their users are and all that. And it's a premium feature because they are supporting the platform. Okay. And any, you know, brand can come to House of RC and ask, you know, how can we collaborate and create content and value for our uh, drivers and users? So that's yep. what we want to do. All you manufacturers out there, get your stuff on House of RC. There's, eight, there's it's five to ten bucks a month. Like, that's, that's nothing. So, and you... I don't see why they wouldn't want to do that. We just need to get it, need to show it to them. When they see it, they'll sure. do it. If you build it, they will come like the field of dreams. Cool. Exactly. All right, Connie. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you for helping me out. I appreciate that. <clears throat> and um, let's see what we can do. Like, let's just keep the ball rolling here, man. Thanks for having me here, Keenan. Always nice. All right. You remember the good work with the pod. Thank yes. you. And thank you for the support in that. Remember house of RC, they have Facebook, they have Instagram. House of is their website. Go fill out a profile. If you have any questions, you can contact Connie. Remember he's like six hours ahead of East coast time. So it might be in the morning. He might be, a, but he's, you're really responsive too. So you respond quickly. Yeah. So I get that. All right, dude. Well, Thank you guys. Thank you, House of RC. It's growing. I'm happy to see this for you. All the hard work is coming together, but it's still lots of hard work left to do. So it never stops. Always improving. Sure is. Sure is. All right. Talk to you later, Connie. Thank you for everything. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. We are now at that point of the show where you should fasten those seatbelts and put your big boy pants on. Whoa. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. Hey, Max, we was going to do, well, we're going to do a conclusion, but I do have a small rant that I thought we can do before we do our conclusion. So welcome to the JQ Racing Rant. And this week's rant is, I've said this before, and this is gonna, not going to be the last time I say it, but we need raw regionals to qualify for the nationals. That's it. Like it kind of used to be. Simple as that. I think... Um, you know, I'm excited to go to this race. Um, you know, you know, I've been very hard on Raw lately and well-deserved because they're doing absolutely, in my opinion, they're doing nothing. And this is their big moneymaker race. This race and the 10-scale nationals, off-road nationals, are their big moneymaker races. Because, yes, they have the on-road nationals, but it isn't as big. It isn't many entries and stuff like that. And Raw is unfortunately run by a bunch of on-road guys, too. 
as well. So we have to make Raw great again. And we can only do that by becoming Raw members and voting in people into the regions that will do things differently. But I definitely think, um, you know, this gets said quite a lot that now the race for the nationals has just become who can, who's faster online, right? I mean, that's great mm-hmm. for entry-wise and people making money and stuff like that, but I just think, like, I would love, but see, I would love to see raw regionals come back. I, they have them. They have them. But I want them to see, I want them to focus on what the class, like, I want them to be proper raw regionals, not like a race with 20 different classes. And, and then, like, okay, you're a raw regional champ in, in pro or sport. Like, that's how they're doing raw regionals now. They have different classes and all that stuff. I think yeah. you, I think they should, and you, you go to these races. I've, I remember when I went to, to 2018 races, there were people that didn't even know how to do IFMAR-style racing or about tech and all this type of stuff because no one's practicing this. And it's also great practice for the raw officials that are doing this. So I would love to yeah. see these regions actually have, like where you have to become a, you have to finish in the top 10 or you have to be like, I don't know how many, re- how they would do it. But these regions... Like the regions get a many like so many slots into the nationals, and you have to. It could be one race, it could be a series of races, it could be whatever. You if you qualify, if you win, and you make this like say top ten from this regional race, they go to the nationals, and then you can open up entries for everybody else. I think to fill in the other entries, but I just think it will make this more. Um, okay, you can be a regional champ, which will hold some weight. I think will be good for people and it gives something for people to strive through in that region. It makes people want to race more in that region. I'm not saying they're going to be a, a national champ, but I would also present the regional championships at the nationals. Like, you know what I mean? So here's your national champ or here's your regional champs. I don't know how many, maybe 10 regions. So to each person that, that, you know, they, that, that this is the regional champ for region two of this, these States and whatever. And you present these guys. So, you know, give these guys a trophy too. Because I think regional championships should mean something, not just for qualifying, but also, you know, it should mean something. And people in your region should be gunning for you the next year if you want it. Like, that, that's what makes everything so exciting. Um, I just think, like, we're kind of getting away from, like, just, like, I don't know, man. I just think, like, like you have to qualify for the Worlds. And then if you don't go, they have it open, and then you anybody can go after that if you pay and you write in. But I just think we should just have qualifiers for the national. It would be hard to weave all that stuff in with all these races and all these series that are going on all these regions. I get that, but it gives, it gives, it one, it gives raw like get these raw guys out to your track, get people used to getting tech, get people used to running Ifmar style racing stuff like that, semis and odd and evens and all that. So when people get to these this national level event, they're not starstruck. And like you can still say, hey, I'm the regional champion of this. I may not be a national champion, but it's still like you can be the Finnish champion. Okay. Or the no dick champion, like Joseph. And yeah. I, I don't know. How does it work in Europe? Do you guys do they have to qualify for the Euros or how does it work? Yeah. So pretty much the way it works is you have your national championships. Mm-hmm. And for example, in the UK, it's pretty crazy. So they have it so that, for example, uh, uh, well, I'm going to say first how it works. So it's it's so that like they finish somewhere in the nationals and that qualifies them for the Euros. Mm-hmm. So every country has their nationals and then 
they have their own system of qualifying. So let's say if it's last Finland, it's the combined last two years. Some countries just the last year, and it's whatever. But UK is the craziest in this because one year the worlds were because we use the same system for qualifying people to the worlds. Mm-hmm. So one year the worlds were, I think it was in Finland, ten scale worlds. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think it was in Finland the ten scale worlds in 2011. So yeah, so Bloomfield hadn't run any ten scale, so he uh, in UK, but he was like he won the worlds warm up. So he went to the world's warm-up, won it, or finished second. Podium anyway. But he hasn't com- hadn't competed in the UK. So he couldn't race so it. He didn't have a, he, he didn't have a spot for the world. So he couldn't I think race that's it. fair, though. I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's stupidity. But, like, I think he should have sort of privilege to go. Because, like, like even, like, the UK guys, they should be like, okay, like, come on. He's one of well, our boots, best. Boots but had there to go- should be some leer room. Probably, yes, There I agree. needs I to agree. be some leer room. But, like, the thing is, that's how it should work. You should incentivize people to run their local series. Yes. In Finland, it's 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 more laid, uh, laid out. For example, Joseph has very rarely run the Finnish series, but he always gets a spot because he's really accomplished. Like, he's finished he's like in the main He's like a 10-time Nordic champion. Like I mean, Nordic champion. Yeah. So he's, he pretty much gets an automatic spot. But, like... This should be some sort of qualifying system. So, for example, because the United States is it's one country, they have only one federation. In Europe, there's federation for each country, so it's much more difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So, it's actually much easier to do this in America. So, you, for example, you have regional reps already. So, make it so that there's a weekend where, like, every region has their own regional race, one race where the regional rep is, rep is there. They draw. Uh, makes the race with the club uh, that holds the race. Mm-hmm. And then, like, let's say each region has the certain amount of people which qualify for the uh, nationals. And I think the best way to do it is, like, if you make the main or make the semis, you automatically make the next year. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I would I would still make it so that it incentivizes the people who, yeah. uh, like, are finish high to go to the regionals. And... I would say the biggest thing is to make these races like good races. Mm -hmm. If you like nowadays, the regionals are just like some club race and then just slap there. This is a regional race sticker. It has no, yeah, no significance. Yeah. So make it so that there's actual regional like races so that a roar like rep goes there and there's something like actually going on. There's tech, there's only nitro, nitro classes and uh, stuff like that. So make it make it seem official. Make it so that there's a certain amount of qualifying spots. You can make it so that the semis of last year get in straight away. But like this sort of who's fastest online is an idiotic system. It's oh, it's but dumb. It's the it dumbest is dumb. thing ever. It is dumb. And so but so at least have some qualifying system. And I agree. to me, like the craziest thing is you have a country where it's three hundred and thirty million people living. At least that's the last time I checked. Uh, there's 330 million people living there and you have only one race in a year which is national race and that's only national race the whole country has imagine how many people that is in one race in europe there's most countries have a series and like then we have an euros on top of it so like i feel like sort of like of course you have regional races that are like club races and all that but 
it's to me it's incredible that how so big of a country doesn't even have like state champs like is there really well, any that, state champion yeah but that's anybody can just put like this is a state championship it's one of my yeah, biggest like, pet peeves yeah yeah like official raw or managed state there champs. isn't none they, they there have regional many. races yeah they have regional races but what they try to do is because everything's about getting as much entries it's about you got you got all these different classes there you know what i mean yeah. And and this is like you, yeah. why I like the Nationals. This is the one race in America where you can go and see where you're really at. You know what I mean? If yeah, you're a young exactly. up-and-coming racer, you can say, well, DNC, yes, DNC, all that stuff. But this is truly the race where I think you will be, because there's, you know, everybody has to run the same class. You're running exactly, you're running the buggy side exactly how it is as for the worlds and how it is for the Euros and many other countries around the world. And this is where you can rank yourself. Like, this is, like, I know if this was, like, real world, this would be, like, your ranking. You know what I mean? Okay, you're number one. Yeah. But we don't have that. Um, I also call this the heartbreak. This is the dream-shattering race, too, because it shatters a lot of dreams. Like, people think that regional guys that think they're fast and, or whatever, or local guys, they might be local to the track. They think they're fast, and they think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show these pro guys. And then, the, then, like, the one, I don't know, What's the what's it look like a one sixty four or something like that? I can't remember. The, I can't remember the even odd numbers, but the weight on the line yeah. and, but it's just like ah oh man. I just like, I don't know. Like, I just think that it comes down to like my whole campaign to make raw great again. We need to get people into these regions. I would prefer off road guys. They don't have to be off road guys, but basically younger guy people, women, people, women, men, whatever that are into RC. And want to see change, right? Because we need to bring one weekend, one weekend out of the year, you can have a regional race. One weekend, you what in a region, you can race one weekend out of the year where you do it like how it's supposed to be done with Ifmar style mains and all that stuff. No sportsman, uh, intermediate pro. Everybody under one class. You can still run. You can still run Truggy because Truggy is going to be run there too. You can run e buggy if you want. I'm fine with that too. That can qualify you. That yeah. e-buggy can qualify you for the yeah. e-buggy nets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but running like, running like forty plus. Uh, no, sportsman, no, not, all like of that's that's just, Yeah, run it, run it. Ladder system, run it. A three day race. Yeah. Run it so that it's, it's a proper race. There's tech there. It's it's exactly the same as the nat- nationals, but it's just a regional race. Yeah. You can only like attend from your and own. And then region. you will be a regional champion, and then you earned your like if yeah. you win that. That to me, that means you're the top dog in that region. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, exactly. it makes it just makes things so exciting. But Raw doesn't give a shit, and it's obvious they they do care about the money they're gonna make off these races. Though they definitely care about that yeah, and all the, the membership like, that they got for sign up for this race. That's what they care about. Yeah, and the thing is, like the regional races, like it's not like Raw is gonna lose money on those. They're gonna make money on these races if exactly. they do it properly. Like it's not like they're gonna they have anything to lose here. It's just like they need to like get up their asses and do something. I agree. That's all they need to do. We're gonna make Raw great again. You know how we do that? Join Raw. Pay you thirty five dollars. They're gonna be voting in all even number regions next year. Come on, let's vote people. If you want to run in that region, let's come together, make Raw great again. Get the dinosaurs out. We still need some of the dinosaurs, right? And if you fix Raw, you fix Ifmar. Anywho, Max, I know it's getting late there in uh, in Finlandia. 
Uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time, dude. I look forward. We're gonna be. Uh, it's a noisy bike out there. We're gonna look. We're gonna be working together during the nets, doing some recaps on the weekend with you. Um, uh, which is gonna be cool because I'm actually gonna be at the race, so it's gonna be fun. And you, I'll be able to tell you things that's going on, and then you can go into super science mode of your analysis and your lap times <laughs> and all that stuff, which will be fun. And we'll probably have some live co-hosts as well, and we're probably doing with Kevin as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you to Bryce Beaver for his time for coming on and talking about Lugs RC and being a sponsor of the podcast. Shout out to Connie. Remember, everybody, you too, Max. Can you please go fill out your you you in social media? Like you are just like anti-social. I've media. done it. I have okay. a I have a House of Worship profile. I okay. I mean I have my videos. This videos are there. Okay, it's like it looks nice, and I have a setup there that people go go and go see. Sweet. I was supposed to update like the track I went to last weekend there, but I forgot. I'm probably gonna do it right now yeah now if we could get you on ig and updating your facebook and not wearing a hoodie gonna be good um thank you to connie working hard and house of rc is growing thank you to the nnrc squad around the world love you guys like life thank you for the support thank you to the patrons of the nnrc love you guys like life um thank you for all the support go hit up max's youtube channel get him let's get him to a thousand subs he's not to a thousand subs i can't believe it but you haven't been pushing your channel you gotta you gotta be a little bit yeah, more proactive. I gotta now. Now I hope if I if I get more track time, more racing, I'm being more motivated to put stuff out there on the channel. And I, as I said, I'm trying to get a video out each week now. I'm I said that a million times already, but like it, before, and I like missed the deadlines. <laughs> but I'm really trying right now awesome. to get the videos done. So sweet. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, thank you to all the awesome sponsors of this podcast. Uh, without you, we can't do it either. You help keep these bills paid, and that everything everything matters. Shout out to Mayako, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, High Tech RC, Sun City RC Raceway, Techno RC, Manscaped, Lugs Racing, JQ Racing, Racecraft USA, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Wally Builds, RCGP, JQ Threads, and House of RC. Remember, everybody, showing the sponsors some love, shows the podcast some love. Max, if you ain't grinding, you're sliding. Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. And remember, hard work beats talent. When talent doesn't work hard, I look forward to seeing everybody at the Nets. Please just come up to me. If you see me and speak to me, I will speak. You know, Max, I, I speak to everybody anyway. It's probably going to be a 10-minute conversation if you do come speak to me or longer. I cannot wait to get back to America. I'm so excited. Woo! I am ready to get back and smell some Nitro, Max. You know what, Max? It's time to end this show. You have anything to say to the, to the, to the RC world before we go? Keep it peaceful. Have fun. <laughs> Lefty and Max out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and 
Patreon-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. so bad.